Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. You are now listening to the sounds of the great I will never come to this place again. Excuse me? If you tell a big enough lie and you tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. Hey, life of bitch. There's a creepy PC thing out there that really bothers oh, me. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done you this. You both should be fired. Who the fuck are you? They finally offended me. If you think that's offensive. And here we go again, so you better watch out because it is a podcast and Milk Crates and Microphones is back on a Friday night. I am B-Sick Wanna Ride, Mr. Brandon F-Bomb Fry, and we have a very special show for you again. I mean, it feels like every week I'm talking about these special shows that we are doing, and we have another one lined up for you tonight. And here to do that with me is the man that will always be here. He is your boy, his boy, their boy, everybody's boy, soldier. Boy, plus them suicide boys and a hype boy. You know who the fuck he is. It's your boy, the infamous nonsense, here holding it down for MCMP, and I'm glad to be here on a fucking Friday back to back shows this week. And I'm, you know, we got something special. Once again, another guest, and we're here to shut it down. Doesn't it feel kind of old school? It feels like the days of old when we used to I have Kev Pro. Back back. We'd go back to back yeah, every, back every back. Friday, every Friday. But it is every other Friday and someone that is here every other Friday with us. Yes, he sir. He is the man that will be in that seat from now till infinity. It is. JS motherfucking three. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up? Hey, happy Friday to you guys. And I'm fucking pumped because we got Factor coming in the building. Let's go. Factor Chandelier. Factor Chandelier, a great producer, um, an artist from Canada. He's oh, going to yes. be joining us from the Great White North. The Great so, White North. Um, look forward to that. We're, we're really looking forward to our conversation with him because he is not only somebody that, um, I mean, he is obviously uh, uh, an amazing artist in himself, but he has worked with tons of amazing so underground people. artists. A lot of people that we ourselves um, have followed through the years and uh, a lot of music that we heard maybe by proxy that we didn't even know was produced by man yeah so what's what's going to be cool to talk about and talk about his sound and how he developed that sound and and hip-hop like we talked about um last week was hip-hop's about making a different sound and and standing out and uh we talked about aesop rock and how he stood out because robot you got to make uh you got to create your own sound you don't want to be buying someone else you Mm want to be doing your own thing and Mm -hmm. aesop rock was somebody from last week's this week in hip hop with somebody that stood out. Yeah, the man we're gonna be talking to in a little bit, Factor, and we'll talk to this talk to him about that. He stands out like a motherfucker. If you sure. if you've never heard a beat by him, when you do hear his beat, you'll be like, oh shit, I I hear that style, I hear that sound. That's a certain sound. Yes. So um, he hones in on it. Excited to talk to him about that and um, get a little bit more information about how he hone that style how he came how he crafted that but until we do that you know how we always do it over here on the milk crates and motherfucking microphones podcast my boy infamous always got a little segment and it goes a little something like this weekend motherfucking hip-hop Two weeks in a row, I stopped it. Perfect. Let's go. This Let's one's go. coming at you from your boy, Paul William Francis. Paul Walker? Paul William Francis. Paul William Francis. Better known as Sage Francis. Ooh. Born November 18th, 1976. Is an American independent underground rapper from Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. He's the co-founder of Strange Famous Records. 
And also, in 1996, and also somebody that's made music with our guest Factor. So we'll yes, talk to yep. about that. But yep. just keep yep. going. And keep also, going. in 1996, recorded his first official demo tape. And by 1998, he was in had his own radio show on WRIU <clears throat> called The True School Sessions. This man's a fucking champ, man. I've seen him fucking live plenty of times over years and years ago. The man mm. still puts on a fucking hell of a show. Can't de- fucking deny this man at all. When I seen him live, it looked like he just got off of work. Mm-hmm. Look like he would like looks like <laughs> someone that you would see holding a fucking sign or digging a ditch on the side of the road. A hard working motherfucker. A hard, a hard motherfucking. He is man. a hard working man because hard. you check out his tour schedule or um and earlier in his career, obviously he's not um, doing too much music nowadays. But yes. his earlier schedule tour wise, he was one of the hardest working MCs in the underground. So and when he puts on a show, he puts on a show. Yes. That and, is for sure. Yeah. And definitely, and oh, yeah. when I seen him, he was doing a front, song, a front flip on the stage. He didn't have no DJ. Straight to his back, huh? <laughs> yeah, straight to his back. He had no DJ. He was all by himself. <laughs> he had DJ called him no spinzo because no one's yep. spinning his shit. He's yep. out there just hitting the computer, turning around, rapping, oh, yeah. getting it done. So off of the fucking album I want to bring to you that came out February 8th, 2005, A Healthy Distrust mm. is the album. And the song I want to bring to you off of that album is uh let's go with sea lion let's give it one that you know everybody likes that or escape artist but i think i'm gonna go with sea lion on this one i like I like the uh the pick with sea lion right yeah we'll there. go with sea lion let's do that sea uh, lion uh let's go healthy distrust so a uh, healthy distrust came out this week in the year 2005, 2005. So this was it. his follow-up album to uh personal personal dis- personal journals Jur- yep. oh, journal and, sorry yeah personal journals and then um after this, he kind of strayed away from doing hip-hop and started doing a little bit more spoken word. And stuff 17 like so years ago this week. Check this uh, hip-hop out. This is real hip-hop right here by Sage Francis. Check it out. 17 years. Sea Lion by time. Sage Francis. Raises somebody by this. grown up. Built this suit of armor with wooden arms. Of course, I'm allowed to. 
that, that was Sage Francis with Sea Lion. Um, we might get muted for that. Stick with us. Shit, that's Facebook. a classic. You gotta understand, right Sage doesn't like motherfuckers taking listening to his music. Yeah. Well, not I listening to his music, but, but playing it without, it, you, know you know, giving him something. Which is understandable. Gotta give it to the man. But, how do you feel about it? Uh, I love it. I stamp it. I double stamp it. And then when I got that album, I bootlegged it. And I didn't pay for it at all. So I loved it ever since. And I still love it to this day. It's a great you can't fucking say that. album. You can't be saying that. I said it out loud. <laughs> you should not say I that. I did say it. And I got it from Scott Gibson. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Busted. I, I Dustin Stockdale. This album. Did you? I did too. I sure did. Hey, did. the concert. I still own it on CD. Was amazing. Was it not though? That show. For sure. Great show he put on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a request of sound opened up for him yep. on that particular tour. I can't remember who else. That was the bald chick, man. I told you she had the voice <laughs> of all voices, Alexan- man. Alexandra. All right. The hairy um, armpit? <laughs> no. Remember we were talking about that? She had the hairy armpit. She no, was no. killing it. She yeah, they she had did. all the cool beats. No, maybe. Maybe she did. No, not maybe. Yes, she, she did. did. Okay. She did. I left that she place did. with few memories. One of my she very did. few memories was this chick with bald hair with the voice of an angel bald and hair. hairy armpits. She had bald Singing hair. her fucking bald lungs head. out. Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, she was hair? good. Is that not a thing? He said bald hair. Is that not a thing? <laughs> that was a thing, and she was singing hair. her Bald hair out. is a thing, right? Bald hair is a thing. Yeah. They're a dope-ass fucking group, I'm bald hair. Too. <laughs> Tell this guy. Tell this guy. You're going bald hair. Going bald hair out here, you know? <laughs> no, but uh, Sage Francis, uh, a generational writer, I believe. Somebody that... Um, a a genius, it, too. When it comes to writing... <laughs> oh, obviously, yeah. He, he went to school for journalism and stuff like that, so... Um, obviously he was a very skilled writer and somebody that could portray his thoughts very well on page. Um, and when I look back at his music, I think that's something that I appreciate more as I've gotten older is how good of a writer he a was. A battle rapper too. He's great. He was a battle rapper. Around, great. A battle rapper too. But he is somebody else like idea that I think felt shysted by hip hop in general because they put so much into it in the early years mm-hmm. and when it made that shift Excuse me. <clears throat> when it made that shift in the early '90s, yeah, where um, you know, like the underground heads weren't getting the love that they were getting in the late '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like Idea and Say Francis, they kind of were like, you know, fuck, fuck you, hip hop, like fuck you for treating us like this. Yeah, and they started kind of making alternative music, right? Like Say, yeah, started going into spoken word and more poetry. Idea, went, and idea shit. went into like punk grunge music. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Also, Sage was doing some stuff with some some indie rock bands. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was it. even thinking about this, like uh, listening to Chesky earlier. Yeah. Um, he's somebody that it seems like. Well, he he talked about how he was into punk music and that stuff before he was into hip hop music. But he's somebody that like dove deep into hip hop and then was like, oh, maybe this isn't my lane. And he does other things, but mixes hip hop into his into his folk music into to his mixes, yeah, <coughs> into to make his, his punk, style yeah, to make sure. his sound. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think yeah. <clears throat> looking at hip hop music and like the underground scene or whatever that was that we loved so much, mm-hmm. I think a lot of those guys felt that way and felt like. We can't just make this music over and over again. We can't keep spinning the same fucking wheel, yeah. trying to re- recreate the wheel. We need to like find different avenues and find our sounds. Yeah. And a lot of that led them out of hip hop. Hey, we sometimes forget these guys are <laughs> artists, and artists do not like doing the same thing over and over. Exactly. And over. Yeah. They like expanding their horizons exactly. or yeah. whatever genre. Making your own lane. I like the genre sure. bending and stuff like that. Though, yeah. you know? for sure. I I. Really enjoy people going outside of their comfort zone, right? Yeah. Because I feel like 
even in life as humans, when you're outside your comfort zone, is when you're going to produce. Is when you're going to make yeah. the best. Yeah, definitely. When you're when you feel like you're you're on your wits end and you're trying your mm-hmm. best, that's when you get your best. And uh, it also proves that, you know, they're not only someone that can just Jesus. do hip hop, just do you know your uh, basic rap or whatever you know. But they're not different styles. It doesn't pigeonhole you into pigeonhole you into one genre. You are now a musician. Yeah, you're not a rapper. You know what I mean? And You're I, a musician. You can do it all. How do you think Eminem feels about that? <clears throat> about what exactly? Because I feel like he went the only so hip hop and then stuck with that just forever. And then now I feel like people kind of look at him like he's kind of, I don't want to say it, kind of a joke though, you know, now I feel like. You think so? People yeah. think now are thinking of him as a joke? The maybe, one thing maybe, that you can maybe, say about M is that throughout, I just called him M. That's I, disgusting. I don't want to say that he's a <laughs> the joke. The one thing about Eminem is. He has a strike uh, anymore. He didn't stray too far out of like hip hop rap music uh-huh. he made that type of music that pop popular rap music but he also changed with the times each decade like even now you listen to him he has that that style that's kind of that new sound you know what I mean that choppy not trap but whatever that style I, is I like that myself. Migos that Migos yeah. sound you know yeah. how he raps like that yeah I catch myself liking that shit though that every once in a while I'll go back and listen to an old yeah like the other day I was listening to but he's been that's what I'm trying to say is he didn't stray out of hip hop but what he did was he molded around he changed his sound he snaked into it he kept in hip hop but was changing his sound all the time I just feel like a man that that was so so looked upon as a great battle rapper a great fucking you know hip hop dude like so hell up high as a great lyricist just to fucking be like laughed at and like mocked with people like machine gun kelly it just kind of put, even to put your name in that same sentence kind of brings you know doubt to who you are hey from what i hear people still consider this man one of the or the greatest rapper or whatever one of the greatest rappers but uh M- at this point in time i think he's a little older in the game and he just kind of starting to you know not kind of die off i guess you there's could say, songs- in a nice way there's songs yeah. that are great though by him still though. You put on sure. they're just like you're like classic. Oh, that's classic. He's a talented man, and I'm looking forward to the halftime show. Um, you heard you heard uh, halftime show coming up Sunday. That's gonna be this weekend. Who's his, who's his top ten? Whoa, who's his top ten? Eminem's. Let's hear if you got it. What do you mean his top ten? Of you know what, what he says for what he goes. Reggie, Jay Z, oh. Tupac, and Biggie. Andre from Outcast, Jada Corrupt, Nas, and then me. That's yeah. what he says. So I, mean, I give it up, man. For sure. That's the hardest, man. I feel like, I mean, I think he's harder than, I don't even think, I don't even want to say that, but best ever, does top 10, do they, does, does Tupac and Biggie, does that count? Or do they count as originators of like what their West Coast, East Coast styles were? Nah, dude, they've got to be in the top 10. Top 10 of hip hop best yes, ever? They have to be. I think they're in their own they're category. They're so innovative. Also, though, come on, they've done best a lot. Ever, they've really put their fucking. Should it be damp? Should we say best ever that's dead genre. and then best ever that's dead or alive still? Dead or alive, the best I don't for know, sure. But I'm sure a lot of people consider them in the top ten. The best, Biggie yeah. And Tupac. That's a given though. I don't feel like they should even be in those numbers anymore. I feel like that's like given. You so know, they're just poof. so good. They're, they're no just they're cemented in. They're cemented in. You can't even call it. Also though, there's so many artists. Do you feel like Snoop songs all sound the same now? Every single one. Kind of, sort of, yeah. It's kind of crazy, huh? It's like, yeah. how is he still finding things to rap about? I don't even listen to new Snoop Dogg like that because no. I don't want to venture into new Snoop Dogg like that. I don't that. venture into Corona but commercial Snoop Dogg. I did venture Dogg. into uh, 
big subwoofer in the back. That, I mean, like I like that track okay? with all of them on it. With the Mount Rushmore, I like that. I like that track. Oh, sorry, too. sorry. Excuse me, Mount Westmore. I like that track um, too. I like that track. It's just That's uh, a good track. That's catchy, a good track. and I like hearing him do the little big subwoofer in the back. Woo! He has that smooth yeah, he's sound. He's, smooth, he's that, smooth. He's always smooth. That voice, smoothest, smoothest you know? motherfucker in town. He's and on you that can't show. Hate, you cannot hate. Well, you ever watch the Go Big Show? The Go Big Show. I've heard about it. Cody's the. I watched it for the first time last night. Snoop Dogg, Cody. What is uh, it? Bert uh, Kersher, Kaiser, however you say it's his a talent last name. Show? Yeah, it's like a talent oh, okay. show. And you just have to do crazy it's shit. Like They're doing nice, like the nice. big, go big, nice. go big. And what kind of big are you talking? Like, are they doing stunts? Yeah, like nice, go big. Nice, nice, nice. Like, they're going to be doing, uh, like, if you're going to juggle, you're juggling crazy balls of fire. Jesus. If you're going to do, like, the pyramid, like, uh, cheerleader pyramid deal, you're going to go, like, uh, eight tiers up You know what I mean They're doing like The oh, wildest Jesus. thing Wildest thing That's pretty sick Sounds like a good deal though and Am so I right How is many that, episodes that, Have there been so far I don't know I've never watched it know. I've just I, seen the commercials A season I feel like um, It's a TNT Or TBS product TNT. So I think when I'm watching AEW I see a lot of commercials for it Yeah And that's how it Fucking popped on To my screen Was It came on after You know On the wrestling. dubs On the dubs But so dubs. Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg's one of the little hosts on there, and it wasn't too bad. Snoop, Dogg, I mean Snoop Dogg is good in any capacity. You heard him; he's the one that kept those uh, fights interesting. The um, oh yeah, his commentary. What's it called? What what's that little the group? Triller? Triller, the Triller fights. Yes. Like the early stuff was so boring that he kept it interesting. The Snoop Dogg was sitting there talking shit on the mic. It was so uh, like under put together. They just fools are just scattered everywhere. Yeah. I feel like just fools are just everywhere, smoking and uh -huh. drinking, and even even Mario Lopez was all over. Was it Snoop Dogg smoking. fucking smoking blunts in the booth? Exactly. I mean, Snoop Dogg smokes blunts wherever the fuck he goes. White House, he said. Yeah, I don't, I don't know right. if I believe that story, but he says it. All right, what's well, good? Subwoofer in the back. So joining us right now, another Milk Crates and Microphones exclusive interview with a uh, with hip-hop head that's been in the game for a long time. He is a producer from the Great White North, like we talked about earlier, from Canada. Joining us tonight on this Friday night, it is our boy Factor. How you doing, bro? What's up? Cheers, boys. Hey, cheers. Thanks for having us out, man. Thanks for coming out, and thanks for uh, and, and spending your Friday night thanks talking, talking to me. us. Yeah, of course. Out of Saskatoon, of all cities. Sounds like it's cold. The, the hometown of the Good legendary man. wrestler, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Kilts out. Yes, yes sir. Yeah. Kilts, kilts are out. That's his nephew, So huh? are the bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's freezing cold. It's freezing cold. It's it's uh, snow. It's right in the middle of winter right now. It's minus... 25 or something oh, right now man did you guys get hit with that uh with that north northern storm that kind of hit the northern sides of uh the u.s i mean i guess you guys are getting hit with storms all the time yeah uh yeah a couple days ago there was a storm i mean the weird thing is is i just got back from la i was out in la for a couple weeks Ooh. recording doing some stuff with chesky so nice i got to i got to feel the sun you know after a couple of years and no traveling it, it was nice to get it was nice to get away i gotta admit yeah and that's our cold huh you're out here in our cold you yeah. came out here and fools are like <laughs> i know, oh, I know. It, 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 you know it's kind of cold in the evening but the day is beautiful yeah, I yeah. believe it. You got guys out there in sweatshirts still, and you're out there chilling in a t-shirt, huh? <laughs> Kicking back. <laughs> that tough skin. Yeah, well, 
it, it was it, it was great though got to do a lot of got to do a lot of fun stuff while i was there yeah awesome. well and we're glad that you were able to um be able to travel so what what has that been like these last few years with the covid restrictions i know um restrictions on getting over the border have been tough especially canada to us or us to canada tell us a little bit about that struggle and um <clears throat> has it been kind of nice to kind of get a break because you've been going I mean, you rubber hitting the pavement for a long time, putting in a lot of work. Your if you guys don't know, go check out his uh, portfolio on on Wikipedia. I mean, this guy has done so much work in the past fifteen years, yeah, just, twenty years. Just Google Factor Chandelier. Discography, pages it. on pages, the pages scrolling, pages scrolling. So, so I guess my question is: Has the COVID has it been nice to kind of take a little break, or have you been biting at the nail to get back out there? And have you been working a lot while you've been there? You know it. It's been a little of both. Um, I had a son. He's three and a half now. Congratulations. Congrats. So thank you very much. And and it's great. It's, you know, I love being a dad. I love uh, that whole side of my life. Um, my wife went on mat leave. I basically went on tour with Chesky for two months across America, the Sad Fat Luck Tour. So I dope. came back. She was going back to work. I was going to be daddy daycare and we were just going to figure things out um, until the next tour. And then basically COVID hit and it made it our decision for us. So I was daddy daycare. I was um, just at home with him. We have our grandparents here. So I was still making beats, still doing things. And yeah, you know, one year turned into two years, turned into two and a half years, turned into like... I don't know. I and then and then people are still saying, you know, uh, you, there's travel restrictions. Chesky had these opportunities for me. I was like, had to cancel my my tour for First Storm in America, in Europe, in Canada. Like I was bummed out. So I was like, you know, this is this is uh, mandatory that I go to the states and do this. So I was able to go, but you have to spend. You got to buy your flight you spend an extra 50 bucks to get this test. You do the test with someone <laughs> on Zoom. They watch you put the thing in your nose. Jesus. You um, do the test, they see it, you fly in. This isn't even close to the worst part. So then I fly in, I'm out doing doing studio sessions, all this stuff, shot a video, um, was gonna shoot multiple more videos, but actually, you know, COVID, hit with some of the close homies and I wasn't even able to do all the work that I did, but it turned into other work. And, uh, that goddamn so then Omnicron. I'm trying to go back. I I get up in the morning. I have my test to get back to Canada, which isn't the $50 test. It's a $250 test. Wow. So then I do it. I do it with the girl hung over in the morning after a studio session, she's zooming me. I push it in and I push the test in too hard. It says the specimen is invalid. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, because if if I was to get COVID, I would have to stay another two weeks. Mm. Obviously that would be an issue for like a lot of reasons. You know, I'd love to be in LA for two more weeks, but on my own terms. And uh, so then I had to go basically to this place in Melrose that was uh, doing these boutique 24 hour PCR tests. Weird. Another two hundred and fifty bucks. So then I get it. Shows up negative. Jeez. I get to the airport. Then they hit me with the random test. So then I got to get another test in my nose to get on the plane. 
I get off the plane. I do my transfer. I get to Calgary, and they hit me with another random wow. test. Like, I got five like, nose swabs in a day. What are these a random? Yeah, yeah what, what are they, these random tests? You? I've never heard of these random tests. You look suspicious, bro. I don't know. You look suspicious. Because it's, it's you can take it seventy-two hours before you get on the flight. So then I guess they can randomly test you, like if you get it. So I took it right before I did a show at Daddy Kev's new night um, in nice. L.A. This the scenario 808. Uh -huh. So I did it right before that, just in case, you know, it was like a busy night. I had the mask on. I was making sure that I was like, whatever. Yeah. Be yeah. safe. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I was kind of nervous the whole time. It, it, it kind of, uh, kind of harsh my mellow at the very end, but the, the show was great. I got over fine. You know, um, I think it's just a lot of, it's just a lot of, it's a pain in the ass, but I think they're going to cut those travel restrictions right away and we're going to be able to go back and forth a lot easier now. So I'm looking forward to traveling more. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, more opportunities. I really miss my homies. It really made me realize how many I friends I have that aren't in Saskatoon, you know, Saskatoon's yeah. a small city. Yeah. Like my G's are, you know, seeing Chesky, seeing like a wall, Micah, like, you know, it's coming up on 20 years I've been friends with these guys. Come so, you know, you, you end up missing your friends. The, the, this has been a long time. It's been kind of shitty. <laughs> but on the flip side, I've been able to spend a lot of time with my son, you know. Blessing so, in disguise for sure. Yeah, which is always a plus. And, on the, and these years you can never get back. And I know everyone says all that. And, you know, I really I really have like zeroed in on, on try, trying to do be there, you know, be be present do my best definitely so and, and as a couple of fathers here i'm a father of a five-year-old and a two-year-old and oh. i'll tell you those early years you're right i mean they are super important they go fast and it, it makes and it, exactly they go fast you just don't realize it everyone says that it's so cliche but it doesn't really click until you're in the middle i guess that's a that's just human nature right it doesn't really click for you until you you, you yeah. you're in the middle of it it's the truth though it goes by like this so and, and and i, I think it's true. You gotta tell people that too, so you keep reminding them. It's like, it's like, damn fool. You know, tonight might not be the night for that. You know, you might have to take tonight off and spend it with your son because, like, in a little while, he's gonna have his own homies. You know, I can already tell. He's three yeah. and a half. He's like, yeah, I want to see my friends. At five, he's booting you already. At five, I don't want to kick it anymore. Cool exactly. no more, Dad. Right now, you're the you're the hero. You're the yeah. figure he wants to kick it with the most. And then at some point, that's gonna you know that's gonna flip. It'll flip for all of us. Yeah. So my daughter's gonna be ten, and I'm not cool no more. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, she's. So you guys, you know, you guys, I need, I need that advice. Yeah. You know, like no. you're a little deeper in it. There's really no good advice you can give except, I mean, you just learn as you go. Cause we're all, I think that's the one thing that I took from being a father is just learning on the job. You know what I mean? It's, it's on the, the job learning and rolling with roll the punches. With the exactly. Punches. I mean, I guess that's kind of like producing as well. How did you get into producing beats and um, musically learn how to put together a beat? Because um listening to your music it is really musically backed like you you are musically inclined did you play instruments was that something that got you into it or did you just pick up a, a drum machine and start beating away so you know i never like this is one thing that i regret i want to get my son into like playing piano uh, -huh. uh learning some of the uh, the basics i feel like i always had a decent ear for music and for melodies but uh, I started DJing. Mm. 
So, but I always liked, you know, it was West Coast Underground that got me into these things. And you know, like, excuse me, fellowship, all these things. Um, it, you know, they, they kind of like, so you start DJing, you start getting vinyl, you start checking out the record store, you start buying the things, and then you start seeing people flipping different styles of music. And then you start hearing jazz, you start seeing what jazz does. Then, you, you know, and then I started checking out different records. And then I was like more like a collage artist, really. Mm. Like early in my career was like major samples, major drum breaks. Um, I loved it. You know, I just love the stuff. I love making mixtapes. And then I realized, well, okay. So I, I started making mixtapes. I opened a small record store in Saskatoon huh. and that instantly made me realize I wasn't a businessman. That wasn't for me. Wait, one second, one so second. Then, how, how old were you when you opened this record store? I did it. In, I, I went to college for about, or university. I went to university, the U of S, University of Saskatchewan for one year. And then I decided it was like my parents had a, a fund for me. And I was like, I'm going to take the fund and open a store. I don't want to do this. This isn't. And then as soon as I opened the store, I realized I didn't want to do the <laughs> store. I want to do music. Yeah. And so I, I was DJing heavy at the time. And then I realized I wasn't the greatest DJ, but I could put together these like mixtapes and these ideas and like layer samples with pause tapes, shit like that. And then. I got a four track and it was over once I realized you could like do all this stuff. And then it was, I was just, uh, digging in the crates. I was in the crates at this local record store. I was friends with the dude shout out Stu at vinyl diner. He let me sit up there in the back. He was my homie and I just played records. I just looked for the breaks. I would just do it, do it. And then I'd get my stack here, my stack there. And I just kept going through them and going through them eventually things started going a little better i got people local people to rap on them a promoter brought a wall and two max and circus to town oh shit shapeshifters they brought like he was bringing all these these acts in and bringing them to saskatoon there was there was like a random huge underground all underground rap but like west coast mainly um this story could go on forever. I don't want to take it too long, but uh, all the time in the took, world, all the time. <laughs> in the world. Yeah, he took us on tour. I ended up kind of like, you know, becoming friends with a wall. Cause he's like the coolest guy ever. And uh, we did a seven inch single called try. And then from that single cornerstone RAS asked us to do a record together. And then that's how I started going out to LA. And that's how I met everyone is everything is through AWOL and everything is through him coming to Saskatoon to rock that show and us doing that one song together. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Dope. That's like I still have the original dat tape that he wow. mailed me from LA and I made the beat on like this, you know, looped up. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it worked out though. How did you figure that out? Means that being said, though, um, not to cut you off, but uh, I was doing all these samples, all this stuff, and then I got the opportunity to do a song in like a major movie. Someone from LA hit me up, but everything that I had was just samples and loops, and the movie wanted to like, it was a big payday, and uh, 
I missed it. I missed out on it because it was all samples and I couldn't clear them. I was mm -hmm. young. Uh, I didn't have a lawyer. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, so man. then I was like, screw that completely. I, uh, you know, I tried to like learn some chords. I tried to learn some keyboards. I started going a little more electronic. There was like, you can kind of see in my career, there's like this sample musical. And then there's like a little blip that maybe is like, uh, learning curve on that stuff and <laughs> yeah. now I feel like it's kind of come into its own where where I could kind of make things that sound like samples but they're not you know still like have the sound that I always wanted to that kind of make. That's, sound. that's the that's the goal too right there like you said to make something that sounds like a sample but it's not you made it and it's it's sample worthy it's something that somebody yeah, else is going to sure. want to sample for sure in the future totally and that's the goal right there right so that's kind of where I'm at. So um, basically, I don't know what year, but at least for the last five, shit. Maybe like, I don't want to say 10 years, but quite a while now there hasn't, no samples. It's not that I'm against samples. I just, I'm, I'm, you don't I'm need not to. really... I'm and I'm sampling my own stuff. I'm sampling my son. I'm sampling like people <clears throat> at the fire. I'm sampling Chesky play guitar. Yeah, that's tight. You know, I'm doing like like sessions at home, trying to like get them to sound. You know, mm. like maybe get a whole band in my backyard and I just record them on one mic and then chop that up. You know, yeah. just just trying to be creative. How did you How did you hone your sound in? Like, where did you get the your you know your influence to like keep it? Like you're you, to know it was you, you know what I mean. Like if you were to hear that, I'd be like, yeah, I fucking made that. Like, where where was that? Like, you know, what were you searching for that you finally figured that out? You know, to just run with I it. Think, I think I always liked things were a little more melodic. I was always the guy who liked the like piano jam, the heartfelt jam, the kind of like anthemic. I love that shit. vibe. So that's kind of you know that's kind of where I was at. So I always tried to find those samples. I always tried to do that. Um, like those simple things that aren't actually that simple, you know, things that are nice to the ear that can loop for five minutes and you're not going to try to skip it. You know, <laughs> like mm. I was really big on all those, like, um, you know, like, like I said, early living legends, early fellowship, all that stuff. I was able to somehow get out here. There was, there was a guy in Victoria who somehow like had a distribution that sold them to these guys in Saskatoon and they would sell them out of their apartment to the local DJs who were just coming up. So we would be getting, you know, I have all these like high life movement, like, you know, inner city griots. I have like all those old West coast, a team, you know, um, uh, the early shit like Planet of the Shapes like all these old crazy things and I got them being in the middle of nowhere like literally the middle of Canada so you know I, I do feel like there is this weird magnetism of underground rap here so I don't know. I take that for what it is, and I'm still running with it. You know, yeah, meant to be. That's awesome. So, what was it like? Because you you've talked, you've said a few times how the early West Coast hip hop uh, kind of helped you get into this music and um, shape who you are. And you've taught, you said freestyle fellowship. What was it like to work with someone like Micah Nine, who I mean, who is regarded in 
um, and underground hip hop lore as one of the greatest of all times. What was what was it like? As now, greatest of all time. Yeah, yes, and I've and what's crazy is I tell people this a lot. You know, uh, a lot of people I've asked a lot of rappers, and they say their favorite rapper is Micah Nine. You know, it's it's that whole favorite rapper's favorite rapper thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's a rapper's rapper for sure. Exactly. So, what was it like getting to actually work with someone that that's your idol and uh, and build a relationship and a bond with them? Um, what, what was that like? It, it it was uh, so the story it kind of happened it, it was in conjunction with meeting chesky so i did uh my first album on fake four is called chandelier and so i was running with the name factor forever and then once the internet started going you know the way the way it's going i you couldn't google me you couldn't write like factor. So I had to yeah. get a second name. And so my first album was called Chandelier. Like the one that really, I don't know, got out there for me uh-huh. solo. Not not like with AWOL or anybody. Yeah, the game you reckon. Even though it was like a compilation, game. everybody was on it. The splash so then the I decided man. to, so that's how I met Chesky is I asked him to do a song for that album. And basically he was like, I'm going to knock this song out. I'm a fan. And I was a fan of his. We had mutual friends, but we kind of were only friends on the internet. Like, I don't know if it was MySpace or how the hell we even really were communicating, maybe just email. Mm. But uh, so he knocked out the song Pray. It's called Pray, the first song me and Chesky ever did. And uh, I sent him the record. I was like, check it out. And he was telling me he was starting a label called Fake Four with his friends and family. He wasn't necessarily looking for new artists. And I was like, oh, like, no problem. I have my own label, Side Road. This is coming out on Side Road, no big deal. Um, I just want you to hear it. Like, at that time, you know, you're trading tapes. It, was, it wasn't it was so easy to get new things. So he was pumped to uh, to check it out. And I remember later that night, I sent it to him and like two to like four hours later, he hit me up. He's like, yo, this is going to be the second release on our label. And I was like, whoa, I, I'm completely down. That sounds amazing. Cause I had so much respect for him and uh, he's just always been such a like amazing musician, you know, and for sure. a forward thinker that I, I, I really respect the, the things that he has done and will do you know he he's he's a he's on a forward trajectory right now that's amazing and uh and it was weird because he was like what do you think about this this instrumental that you have that's all like weird and off time and i was like i don't know like i think it's just a dope instrumental but like maybe if like mike and nine or something wrapped on it i don't really know a lot of people that could like flow on this yeah He's like, I just did a song with Mike and I, I have his phone number. I'm going to hit him up right now. Wow. Give him your so phone number. That's awesome. And I was like, what? So then, dude, cold call with Mike and I in 2007, yeah. like my idol, basically. It's like, you know, what's up? You know, when we start <laughs> chatting, he's like, send the beat. It was like a little interlude. So I sent him the beat. He's like, you got to extend this, man. Like, <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, this is all going up really fast. And then he hit me up. And I remember this. He was like, you don't want to add any like 808s or anything like that. And I was like, well, I don't know. Like the integrity of the song was kind of like folky and like kind of weird. And he's like, all right, all right. 
Then he called me back like 10 minutes later. He's like, I got the flow. He's like, make the <laughs> thing like three minutes long. I was like, okay. So I did it, made it three minutes long. And then he sent me back Smokey. Sick. Like, I don't know if you guys know that track. Yeah, I and I if you don't, it, it's like to this day, I feel like one of the one of the greatest things, like the, the way he just flowed on that. And I remember him saying on the phone being like, I don't know what's going on with this song, but this could lead to, you know, uh, future working together, a lifelong friendship. And like, I was yeah. like, okay, like, I don't know, this is crazy. But since that song, I mean, me and Mike have been GPs like. Over 10 he, years, well over 10 years. Though. Like, you know, I love that guy. All over a random call out of nowhere. That's out of, hey, I know, I just did a song. Boom. That's fucking awesome. Right Jeski just did a song with him, you know what I mean? And I don't know, yeah. somehow we just clicked. Like, we've been to, to be. Japan together. Like, we've been all over America. He's been to Canada. You know, Micah was reading uh, children's stories to my to my son, there you know? You like, so me and him are on, like, uh, uh, that kind of level. And uh, wow. I'm very, and I'm very proud of our catalog. And he has the title track on my new album. That's the first song on my new album that comes out right away, or March 28th. Which is on my 40th, 40th birthday. 40th birthday, from there what I hear. Yes, excited yeah, to so, hear that. We're and, looking forward to that. And one. you'll notice all these songs that me and Micah, if you start like looking at them, they have a lot of these weird. Um, I don't even know if they're coincidences, but you know, a lot of things focus on time. A lot of uh, mm -hmm. so my album's called Time Invested. Yeah. We put our album out 1969 on his 40th birthday. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then my album, he has the title track for my 40th birth. I mean, it's, you know, it might yeah. be too much. That's to the universe. Perfect timing. That's the universe yeah. just yeah. aligning yeah. right there. Well, that's, and that's like <laughs> a perfect little hip hop story with oh, you guys man. meeting and creating a friendship and then creating a catalog that's going to last a lot of, you know, lifetime. lifetimes, more than just a lifetime, lifetime and lifetimes, you know, till, till your kids' Thank kids, you. you know, that's, that's amazing thing to do. You were talking about working with Chesky, uh, what was it like working with somebody like Chesky who has such a uh, certain ear for what he wants his music to sound like? And you've worked with him a ton and now being a part of Fake 4 and stuff like that. And you've gotten used to this. But what's it like working with somebody that has that type of ear for music and knows exactly what he wants to sound with? Is it easier to work with somebody because he's giving you more uh, feedback and influence? Or is it hard to work crazy, with him yeah. because you're just like, let me do my thing. Let me let me give you a beat real quick. And when you are working with them, what does that process actually look like? Is he coming out to Saskatoon? What's that? What's that process looking like? Because he, he's shouting out the city pretty often in some tracks. So you know. Yeah, he's family. He's family at this point. But you know what? What I will say about me and Chesky, one thing that nobody, nobody else in the world, I don't think anyone else in the world has as similar taste in certain music, especially our appetite for west coast underground things we're like boom we're like uh we're like siamese twins on what we like wow. off which album that's hard it's like boom this album that song this thing that oh and then but then you flip it it's like joanna newsom boom this you know i don't know we have a lot of we have a lot of similarities i know like he has a whole nother world like he's so extra extra with the music he knows you know he can go into his metal he can go into his punk he can go into any genre with anybody but uh he's also good at knowing what people are good at 
So he's not asking me to do something I can't do or don't want to do. And, uh, you know, I show him a lot of beats. That's full he, trust. He, That's he flexes on a lot of them. And some of the, you know, most of them work if he's going to drop on them. But if they don't, we're both like next right away. It's yeah, like yeah. no big deal. Got thick skin at this point. I don't care if someone's like, no, I'm not feeling this beat. I'm like, hey, well, here's another one. Yeah. Or like, let's. That's my new sick. favorite thing is is like doing something like this in a Zoom call. Boom! I'll just start making a beat, and if it, if like you guys are MCs, I'll just like make it. Okay, we got the melody, we got the drums. I'm like, check your email in an hour. You better be writing those rhymes because we're gonna like <laughs> pretend we're doing this on the spot, even though it's the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, and that's a that's the cool thing about technology, I guess. For right? Sure. You yeah. can have a full studio session in total different parts of the world. And, yeah. Uh, and the pandemic has kind of opened that door a little bit. What are you mixing up with that elixir there, my man? Oh, just some vodka, <laughs> a splash of Red Bull, and a little bit of this sparkling uh, black cherry sparkling water. I'm trying to keep it healthy. I like it. I'm trying I to like keep it, it healthy. I'm drinking you know, the clear. You know, these are the things. These are the things. I would love to be in the studio, but yeah, technology is beautiful. But oh man, some of the vibes. So that's why we have me and Chesky haven't finished the third album. He needs to be at the house. We need to do the thing. Uh, um, yeah. I think when we talked to Chesky, he did mention that that he really, he, this is cool to be able to do this, but he really likes to be on spot with his producers and um in in the in the same studio which making I love. music. Which is vibe. There's a different type of taste. That's, that's real yeah. love for the hip hop game right there, you know. Oh, and it and it flows out. You know, there's those some songs you make. It takes like. I don't know. There's something about being in the moment with that energy. Yeah, it's energy. And, uh, and that's what I. I mean, that's what I live for. That's really, that's what I want. And I have a comfortable studio space. Uh, you know, I, I have a house. I got the basement. Basically, there's this room we're chatting in right now. Right across the hall is the studio. There's a pull-out bed right there and a bathroom over there. That's, that's all in your basement? Like, that's all you need for the artists. Damn. And they, 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 they chill out. So they sleep up there. And, uh, and yeah. You know, we got the we got the room upstairs. We got the kitchen. I like cooking. I like doing my thing. So you know, it's comfortable. It's not. I don't do it with the like. Like I don't. I don't invite a lot of people over. But the G's, you know, we come over. We make the records. And yeah. I'm not really yeah. about trying to like ladder climb or do stuff like that. I'm not. I don't really care about that. I'm just. I'm thankful for being able to. You know, continue working with. I mean, after after artists you, that I like, and they become my friends, you know. Yeah. After you've created created a friendship and a catalog with Mike and Nine, how much further up the ladder can you climb? <laughs> right. you know what I mean? well, you're yeah, already so we're there. on the same wavelength. Then. You're already there. You know? I'm thinking you're already on top, man. There ain't nowhere else to go. So just enjoy the ride while you're there. Definitely enjoy that ride. And let's talk a little bit about time invested too. Coming out once again on your 40th birthday, March 28th. All right, this is you can buy yeah. this in a in a party bundle with a 500 piece jigsaw puzzle, bro. A tote Whoa, bag, like Jesus. this is a hard ass. Merch game is strong. I, I, this is a special album coming out. I know this means a lot to you. A lot of features that were uh, on your the first time invested, correct? 20 years ago, you know, Living yeah. Legends, Mike and Nine. Um, AWOL 1, you know. Um, talk a little bit about that. How long has this album been in the making, and what's it been like making this one? So it's been about two years in the making. Uh, I did an instrumental project. So when the so after I got home and then the pandemic hit, we had this 
there was a water main break or something on our street. I read and a little bit about that. My studio got flooded. So then, I mean, it was, that was the worst. And then, you know, went through all the insurance and all this stuff and ended up getting some new equipment. Mm -hmm. So that was like pandemic. That And then, I don't know, that was maybe the dark part of the pandemic for me. I was maybe, you know, getting it in a bit and so being in pissed. the basement and you could at that time it was like lockdown in my city you couldn't do anything so i just was like trying to figure out my equipment while like whatever so i put up this record east lake which i love it i don't think i'm ever going to make anything like it but it was like a record that i did absolutely everything yeah on the whole thing yeah. and it helped me really find my sound and decide how i wanted to sound and have my own sound moving forward that was still like kept the integrity of my catalog but continue moving forward so i did that and i mean it's been about two years i was working on that record you know mm -hmm. me and mike eagle the song came out today i mean we had been kind of going back and forth with some beats figuring out some things a lot of things happen with him he's always doing these amazing things like we we did the song for this you know um me and chesky were working on the third album we decided not to take a song from that we decided to do something new then we got a wall and greg on it and then we got evil on one like it was just interesting things it was reconnecting with a lot of friends and uh i'm really proud of it i think it actually in my catalog i mean you know you always say that about your new album but i think it might be the most definitive record that i've made and yeah. probably my best probably my best start to end album i really do believe that um i mean it was awesome like for instance me and sunspot haven't talked to him much we ended up doing we ended up having like a, a chat on i don't know instagram video or yeah. maybe like i message i don't know but like we hadn't chatted in a while and then all of a sudden it was like i'm making a beat we're all of a sudden doing a song <laughs> i go to la we did the video for the song and it's like so hype and then you think back i'm like i've known this guy for 20 years Crazy. we were we recorded 20 years ago that's like that's insane. insane so i'm just thankful to be able to have like kept these relationships and you know just you know continue growing and i think like all like a lot of the newer stuff is the best stuff we've made so it's great yeah, definitely it's great. looking forward to it totally. the uh, track with eli patient super dope man um, I Thank love Eli. You. Eli is one of my favorite uh, mm -hmm. hip hop artists or favorite rappers, I should say. One of my favorite. He's one of my favorite writers. We were writers, just talking. Rappers. We were just talking earlier about. We were listening to a Sage Francis song before you came on, and um, Sage, Ooh, someone that you've Sage. worked with. Yeah. And I was I was telling them as I've gotten older, I've I've admired his writing more and more, and you could see that journalism in him and how he writes, and he's so meticulous about his writing. And Eli is another someone from, from the West Coast that is. I mean, every word is placed perfectly when Eli writes, and it's it's something that no one else could do. The mouthfuls that he spits out, but it's also like every word is put in its spot perfectly. The writing is really well. Something that you can only admire after you hear it a few times. I think for sure, unreal. They're unreal. Those are those those guys are both at the top of their game, and you know, it, Eli really was a personal favorite of mine mm -hmm. in the, in the early living legends days. Mm -hmm. 
And 20 years ago, when I first met Kirby Dominant, when I first met PSC, when I first met Sunspot, it was because I had a record store and we were selling tons of Living Legend stuff. And I and I sent them, I, I think PSC was doing the thing. I was like, he was doing the distribution and I was ordering stuff for the store off him. And I was like, look, we're having like a big like opening party. Will you guys like come perform? Yeah. So then we worked it all out. We flew him to Saskatoon. It was this like, I was like a kid, like a little kid, like not little kid, but I was young. And uh, we ended up like, I still live with my parents. They came, they came down to my basement in my house with my like little setup. And they, and you know, they spit the verse. They spit the verse. It was Eli and PSC that came first, and they they spit the verses on the track. Damn. And then Eli, after he spit the verse, he got sick and flew home. He didn't oh, even shit. do the show. Shit. So like, I met him for such a little time. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was very interesting. He did the sixteen bar verse on Time Invested, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I reconnected with him twenty years later because. This guy uh, owns a record label that does small, small pressings. Ooh, that's heavy and audio recon. And they were pressing up my record as well as an old Eli record. And they were like, man, you guys got to work together again. And I was like, set it up. So like then me and him started chatting. It was like that's everything awesome. just kind of organically happened on this album. So dope. And I didn't like say no to anything. I was like. I was, you know, I, I was, I was excited to do it. And then, so, you know, Eli, I mean, yeah. he did two songs on the album and he absolutely crushed. He absolutely crushed. For sure. He, I feel like he's always crushing everything. He does. He's, always, you know, he's really <laughs> sculpted true. his game, yeah. um, you know, at this That's point. That's so true. Life, he's never know? not crushed. Yeah. So you're no, right. He's never not crushed. That's one uh, living legend that stands out in our mind. They're all though. Yeah. For sure. But Eli, for sure, always out. crushing it. Dude, um, Isosceles. I believe they were out of Saskatoon uh, 2 originally, and they were featured on your first album, Time Invested 1. What was your relationship with Isosceles? Because that's a group that we loved, and, uh, you know, after, I can't remember the name of that first album they came out with, but we loved that first album. And Face it was kind of music. Hard. It was called Face the Music. Face the Music. Yeah. And it was kind of hard to find them after that, you know? Yeah. What was your relationship with them? And talk a little bit about Isosceles. I know Kevin and Kelly pretty well. Um, let me see here. Okay. So Kevin and Kelly were the guys who were distributing and and they like made a lot of the West Coast stuff available to Saskatoon people because they were in a group called Conscious Pilots which was like mocha only was in it uh jeff wow. speck he he's uh he used to be known as intellect back then um and yeah i mean they made that album face the music is a classic record and that's from here you know so i i knew them because one of my buddies on my high school basketball team lent them a tape player that had high speed dubbing and used to dub their tapes to wow. sell face the music so he would bring his so tape crazy. player over to their apartment and dub tapes with them and that's how i met them wow that's pretty fucking I, I was just looking over here because i have the face the music cassette let me yeah let me see if i can find it for one second or i don't even know if that matters but uh 
the connections. I have the original like cassette, first face the music cassette. Isn't face that... the music with the sun in your eyes and look forward to what tomorrow never mind would arise. Yep. That's my shit. That's my shit. I love that record and it holds up to this day. For sure. Yeah. It definitely holds up. Definitely holds up for sure. The connections That's that you... how I met Mocha Only is through those guys. If it wasn't for those yeah, guys, that, that I wouldn't know Mocha Only. That's what I was just going to say. The, like, yeah, those have... little connections that you make along the way that you, the, at the moment, don't seem, they seem insignificant. And then they just are these big moments for, I mean, maybe not for you, but us looking at it from an outside view, huge moments in hip hop that for sure. created, that blossomed and created tons of music. Like I guess it's, I mean, looking at it, it's like that butterfly effect thing, you know, yeah. these moments that you could have, you could have not done, but it ended up, you did meet these people and it created something amazing. And that verse on that song sounds so effortlessly. I'm about to rap. I'm on the phone right now. I'm on the phone. And then he's like, I'm about to hang up right now. Yeah, dude. It's like so fucking dope, dude. And it just sounds so effortlessly. Oka's one of the funniest guys there is. I mean, that guy is hilarious. You know, you could just tell his personality came through on that track. That was like him being like Mocha. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when I hear that, when I listen to that album, I play it back sometimes and I... And I'll get like really baked in here, you know, <laughs> not just like normal listening to it, but like really like baked. Really and high. it's like, yeah, you're like just you and that fucking album. And th- sometimes I hear stuff that I you hear verses it. or you hear pieces of verses that you don't always hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just go in more in depth with it. It's just it's a great fucking album. And, and like you said, it I don't think it's aged at all. And if it has aged, it aged well. Like a fine whiskey. It, it's, it's like a fine wine right there, man. Yeah. Like, it, will you find it? Yeah, I got this mocha though. Oh, Everyday mocha details. Only. Have you heard that? Oh yeah, that's dope. That's you have the actual old tapes. school, right? That's, that's dope. You have and tapes. What I, I like that you oh, have I the cassette tape. I fucking found it. That fool goes it's hard. Awesome. Going hard. I went hard for you guys right there. Hell yeah, that's, we appreciate like that, you. Bro. The original. Yep, that's it. Tape. Yeah, that's so. Oh wow. And I'll show you how original it is. Let's see it. Handwriting on the tape. That's oh so wow. That's that is fucking history right dope, there. dude. That's history. Yeah. yeah. That's it's sad that a lot of people don't know how much history that I mean that's, that's part a lot that's part of that's crazy like the the fundamentals of when you're coming up and listening yeah, to music it was of one of those tapes and one of the fucking sounds that you you heard first and you're like okay this is this is underground hip hop we always yeah. try to figure that out on this show we're always talking about what is like back in the day it was the so itch. easy to know what What's underground hip hop is and what is underground hip hop nowadays it's just so hard to fucking point it out but when you uh when yeah. you listen to that song or that that album yeah. in general, it, it is underground hip hop. Can you at can, its finest? Can you make underground hip hop still? Like as a new guy, can you say I'm today? <laughs> I'm me. underground hip hop. Still doing it? No, I mean, I mean, like say I was like a <laughs> like right now. I say I'm born 2003. Mm. Can I say I'm They're gonna make underground hip hop? And I'm just gonna just start as it. Like, I mean, I don't even know if that's possible anymore. I think there's still youngsters that are coming up that are still listening, especially since, um, you know, the retro is always the new fad. Yeah. So I think that people yeah. are listening to old hip hop music, and but eventually they're gonna come around, what, and there's gonna be some cats that are gonna be super underground. What I'm saying is, I don't think there's an underground anymore in sense, because no matter yeah. if you put it out, people are gonna find it quick. It's just different. It's just a different time, so it's not underground anymore. Yeah, It'd be you like gotta adapt. Exactly. Yeah. It, what would they? What would That's they even call that? You gotta adapt you know? for sure. Definitely gotta. Yo, you know, you know the main guy Kevin. He moved to Japan. Mm. And That's what you're saying. I, when yeah. we were on tour in Japan. I, I linked up with them. I have that. I saw sleeves twelve inch. They they did some stuff after this. Yeah, but this so I was found. I recently found. 
a band camp. I went on the Isosceles journey recently, and I, f I stumbled upon this band camp from Japan, and uh, it had a few tracks from the, you know. It's wild. Agape from saying uh, that, yeah. Isosceles, yeah, you know? Agape, that's what yes. he goes by now. Yes, Agape. So that's, that's a shit that I had never heard, though, until just the other day, and I'm so excited because I'm going to introduce uh, these guys okay. to that. They've never heard that. So, you know. Yeah, it's exciting. That's just the music journey that you've been on from a, a person looking from the outside, looking in. It's amazing, and we uh, we appreciate you very much for coming and talking to us on your Friday night. We really appreciate Fuck that. Fuck yeah. Most hey, definitely. well, thanks for having me, guys. Hell yeah. I, I mean, you're bringing up a lot of memories I haven't thought about in a while, so that's nice, too. That's great, you know? man. We love hip-hop. We that's love kind of what we And that's what we do on this podcast is we just sit around and talk about old music that, like, we always – play songs and we're like this song is a time machine and it yeah. kind of takes you back and puts you in yes. this in this space in the space that you were in when you first forever. heard that song you yeah. know and so uh we like talking about old memories and keeping it old school for some reason on this podcast that's kind of what we do but we appreciate you coming and talking about right. your new music and we look forward to hearing new music from you and uh look here in the new album march 28th march time 20th. invested too yeah, and march 28th you know i i got a couple more singles coming coming out uh and I got that Sunspot video as well. Yes, sir. Um, speaking, speaking of him. And then some of the Canadian cats, you know, like, I don't know how much you guys know about K the Aquanaut or Def 3. Yep, Those I know about dudes are the like Aquanaut. OGs out here and, they, and they're, they're on the, they're on the level. They're amazing artists, you know, mm. from out here. And, and it all stems from that same stuff. You know, we all grew up on the same stuff. So it's, uh, it's in the wheelhouse. Oh man, I just I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Japan now. <laughs> That's awesome, time. man. Once yeah. again, I just, how long were you guys in Japan? Yeah. Did you guys do a full tour over there? Me, Mike, me, Micah, and Kirby Dominant as Paranoid Castle did a did a tour out there, and we wild out. Shout out to Kai again. He he drove he he like showed us around, and we were maniacs. How was that? Yeah, that I remember Kevin. I don't know if you know. I saw sleeps like it's two identical twins and one other guy. Yeah, the yeah. twins so and then the like telepathic triplet. Yeah, the telepathic telepathic triplet. Telepathic right. triplet. Man, you guys really do know your eyes. Hey, man, for sure. And we do love it's part of once again part of that <laughs> underground history, like we were talking about. So. Uh, something that we definitely... then, yeah 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 that's yeah those guys you know you know they really they really did bring a lot of stuff they you know everyone will have something different to say but but they did have uh i mean they made that album face the music it was it was influential you know i can't i can't deny that like you said still, still the, holds up still holds bars up. strong holds i heard strong. i heard a quote uh old quote that 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 burns the brightest burns the fastest so there you go something like that right there there you I, go. I think there I just I might have hacked that's, that. But that's it's the opposite right. of Something me. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm like that slow burn. Slow burn. But you're at the top of the ladder, like we talked about, and we appreciate you coming and talking with us, Thank talking you. with Milk Rates and Microphones, spending your Friday with us. And uh, like I said, we look forward to hearing the new album. Uh, yes, happy sir. early Cheers birthday! To you, happy Cheers early fortieth, man. Well, that's, a, that's a milestone. Thank you very much. This was this was very enjoyable. Hey, I appreciate it, and hopefully we can do it again in the future, maybe after the album. Um, 
maybe even yeah catch let's up do to an you. album recap and and you can uh and you can you know think about some more of those old school stories and i'll bring and I'll, I'll i'll go off the dome and tell you what i can remember dude we would love so it because i've enjoyed hearing all these stories and um it's it's crazy to sit here and listen to you talk about it's these like stories box. that happened to you but they're <laughs> open them up i mean yes sir hanging out with eli and sage francis and chesky and these are people that true we... hip-hop exactly yeah. so it's been great thank you so much we've really enjoyed this much love, homies. Thank Much you. Love. Thank Enjoy you, the rest Much of your night. Sure. And uh, thank you again for joining Milk Crates and Microphones. Cheers to you, Factor Chandelier. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Peace. That was Factor Chandelier. And all I want to say right now is you guys just got a fucking journey through hip-hop. I mean, like a legit as, one. as we're sitting there listening to him uh, talk about these stories, I just, like, I had this big smile on my face because I knew it was like, you know how sometimes as you get older you uh you learn how to live inside the moment you like yeah like, this yeah. is this is an amazing moment i knew like as he's telling these stories i'm like this is fucking amazing how For he sure. met micah nine on a phone call like that's his <laughs> I just somebody that had a, a cold, cold call yeah cold, cold call, call phone call. call like just amazing insane. amazing thank you so much for him coming on and telling these stories doesn't have to tell way? these stories to us Dude. to the milk people nah, but man. he does and, and uh, he does and you can tell that he loves doing it you can tell that when he told you the story or when he tells us the story he's, he's a fucking he loves it he, he wants no, a true hip-hop head a hip-hop historian we made him happy that we love isosceles he got pumped and that was awesome yes check out uh time invested too Mar- Time invested Mar- yeah. check, check out check out. out the singles that have already been dropped there's one that came out today with uh open my eagle check it out he's and a fucking boss definitely go download all that Bandcamp. uh yeah Bandcamp, spotify apple music everywhere everywhere you can buy the get vinyl your, everywhere buy you the 500 piece just don't go steal it puzzle. are you don't buying the it. jigsaw I, i'm gonna get the are you fucking, buying the I'm puzzle party bag you know why you know why it reminds me of going to a birthday party and you leave with a little party yep, bag yeah yep. you know, me and him still bag. leave with those still yeah, we still yeah, get them we still those. get to be at the spots where I those still are eat those. they don't have birthday parties like that anymore <laughs> oh they do they will do they i mean you're not allowed, Adam, because you're just yeah. coming by yourself. I'm a, so, I'm a We're there. Now. We get the gift bags. Take one for your kid. Take one for the kid that didn't and come. I like that he he was the first one that called me out drinking. Yeah. Uh, I always feel weird when it's time to mix a drink and we're in the He's middle of like, an well, interview. Fucking, I'm like, you got a pickle cup looking jar over here. Well, because well, well, I go like this. Jar. I go. I pull out this big bottle of vodka. Yeah, I like, dump a little vodka. That's in. a giant. Yeah. I always, yeah. I always do it kind of. Uh, if you watch back the video, I always do it kind of. Who are you, Patrick? Auspiciously, Spacey from elegant, elegant, no, auspiciously. What the hell is auspiciously? Like I pull it out like. I shouldn't have this, but I'm gonna dump a little bit. That fucking right. bottle just looks like it belongs on the shelf. Don't, like don't the ones that don't nobody uses. Yeah, like the ones that nobody yeah. uses, they just stay on the shelf. And then I go, don't look at this giant um, bottle of vodka. A little bit of Red Bull, splash. And then I grab something else and I splash, splash. Just a dip, 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 and a splish. Like and a a fucking splash psycho and a doing it. Split, splash. Taking and he's the, the first person that's called me out. So thank you very much for that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, we just had a little journey through the hip hop world through fucking a lesson honestly on the man fucking came and told his heart out man i'm not even gonna lie you just asked him two questions maybe at most one mm-hmm. from one from you two or from you three from him maybe the man just lets you loose for an hour and a half he's, that's the best type of guest right there that's the ones you want the ones that you don't have to very that's feed. the best you don't water right them they just fucking grow dog they just grow uh, and he uh he's a man that uh that has been there for pivotal moments like we talked about that that's not a joke like the butterfly effect that he was able to be a part of 
Um, yeah, oh yeah. To even unleash like to that he met this person that met this person that stemmed off to stem off to stem off that just brought the everybody dude, together. The dude yeah. that he met in uh, his hometown that got him um, hooked up with fucking with living legends and then yeah, which got him in town to, to get go. them to do the shows. He met with AWOL. Him. Yeah. No, he met AWOL when AWOL came up. Like it's just crazy, man. Which it's is, the way that it goes. That's the tunnel. The tunnel of fucking you know what I'm saying? The, tunnel the underground tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel the underground effect. tunnels. So that's like I'm saying though. Like I was telling you, is what it possible saying? to be underground anymore? I think it is. Like I told you, I think that I it definitely it is. is. I think retro, the retro is cool, and uh, what's old is new, is new is old, whatever the fuck that is. But I mean, is it really possible to be underground anymore? Definitely. Like I mean, if you made a song, it's called independent hip hop. Yeah. yeah if you made a song, I mean, you can get that motherfucker heard. It's called mm. indie hip hop. You can bro. get it heard nowadays for a couple dollars. I mean, but once again, they also have like, yeah, SoundCloud rap, fucking. But then you get lost you, in the you, shuffle. YouTube you get lost rap. in the shuffle, though. So, what is YouTube rap compared to underground hip hop? I don't, you know, there's a different shit, but also, Mac, Mac Lethal is a YouTube rapper, a very famous YouTube rapper. A lot now. of people are making their money off of. You and know. he's definitely making money off that, but, um,. A great rapper, a great artist, but he's on YouTube mainly. That's his, yeah. That's his fucking platform. yeah. That's that's his get at though. But he's been on shows like Ellen and shit though. Of course, because he has gotten gotten but so because he's big been famous from YouTube. On, yes. People see him, they want to bring again, him Jake on. Jake Paul, Logan Paul, YouTube has been the platform that has pushed these guys into those. Those whatever. are your buddies, man. Those are your those buddies. Are not my buddies. Those are your buddies. But they are you know becoming more and more just. Big in the, more and in more the like the norm. It feels just, like just big, in the and it's like I don't get it, dude. They just need somebody to come and just kind of just be like get in there and shut them down. The, the the Paul brothers themselves, but we're off track now. Here we are. We're back off track. I don't know if we're off track. I bet. Yeah, we don't need to keep going on and on. About I hate the Paul about, I hate brothers. the Paul brothers. But do you think they're really gonna bring out the Tupac hologram? That's what uh, it says. It's been confirmed. Uh, it's confirmed now. It's confirmed. I thought it was just a rumor. Hey, it might be a rumor, but hey, you know they say. It right well, you're there. saying it's confirmed. Hey, what did I say when I sent you? When I sent you, what did it say? I don't remember what it said. Rumor has. It. Rumor has it, it says. Rumor hey, has they it. They made a whole thing going about it. And hey, I'm, your boy I'm owns your boy owns Death Row now. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. I saw just purchased Death Row Records. If you guys didn't know that, how much money has the man got to be buying Death Row Records? <sighs> and are they down bad much, for Snoop to buy them? Is that like I you heard, know? I heard Death Row. They got to be down bad. I mean, kinda, Shug's well, in they're fucking not the same prison as, for life. Yeah, Death Row's not the same as they once were, right? I mean, people just like the name because this is what it is. Yeah, they, they think it's cool, but. Itself though, I mean, who's it producing lately besides whenever you know what I mean? Yeah, what artists were come from Death Row? Was, was Kendrick on Death Row? Is he maybe? On, is he on? Uh, or did they just wear the chains because they look cool? Like I remember Snoop was wearing them and he wasn't on Death Row, but then he was on Death Row and now he's you know happy to be back. He's back on Death Row, his new album is just dropping. Yeah, I mean, so the man, the man is current, the man's excited, man. I mean, what can I say is I wouldn't want to be on that when Snoop, Suge was around. Snoop has made it so big. Where, what, but when Suge was around, would you want not, to be on death row? You heard bad stories yeah, about yeah, that. Suge was a, apparently a very evil man. I would Clearly, not want to be on death row. We, no, I wouldn't want to either because literally you might be on death row. Nah, he <laughs> might be. They'll get you. Might be They'll on get death you. Row. They will get he you. Yeah, you made me feel cold just walking in with that jacket. How'd you guys do without me? I don't know. Great. A cold chill, but not as cold as it is in. Saskatoon. Oh, that's uh, for sure. The man in Saskatoon says negative twenty-five or something. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, we're, and we're some pussies yeah, yeah, out here because yeah, it's cool. like fifty. Right here, 60. this man went and put his uh, winter outfit on. Um, the man did come the, out here with the whole the milk crate beanie cool. and the milk crate sweatshirt. Made you know what's cool. uh, 
What's crazy is mm. I was thinking we shouldn't be the ones that are interviewing this guy. What are we doing? These, We're chilling. We're this perfect. group. Look at this group. But well, you know what? It it's is. it's an amazing thing to be able to be in the seat and to be hear those stories. Yeah, I want to be inside the mind of this that's musical what I'm master. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's that's it's just all. like I think it's uh as Some a, people call it imposter syndrome, right? I think I have a little bit of that where I look at myself and I'm like, we shouldn't be the ones It's just you. It's just you asking a man a question. What I, what I think but it's it more as, of us just hanging out, having just, a conversation. Yeah, having a conversation, conversation, asking a man a question. I, I call it a conversation. Yeah. If you ran into that man at the bus stop, you smoke a cigarette with him, the bus took 45 minutes to get there, you'd right. bullshit with the guy. Yeah. The guy would unleash oh, yeah. on you. And, and then you, you know were, what? You'd walk away thinking, that guy lied to me. And if you were a hip-hop head? Would you? No, if you never, if you didn't know who you were talking to, you're just an older dude, like 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 box of chocolates, kind of like Forrest Gump, you wouldn't be sure. You thought Forrest Gump was a liar? Jesus Christ, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you're sitting next to the man at the bus stop and he unleashes such a good story. I'm trying to get in your mind. He unleashes such a good story on you, and then he's telling you that he's only fucking, he's looking for an address, and it's really up the street. If Forrest Gump told me his whole story. And then you found out he was looking for an address that was really across the street. He was a liar. Yeah, me too. He's a liar. And then it pissed you off even more. He's an American hero. You better fucking bite your tongue right now. It would piss you off more because he's like, I'm looking to get to Lodi Lake, and he's right here in front of the house, and you're like, you stupid son of a bitch. Life is like a box of chocolates. Whoa, whoa, you can't go full. You never know what you're going to get. can't go full Tato. We're talking about, you know. We're not trying to get canceled One of our favorite movies. And speaking of new movies. Uh, Super Bowl season uh, is in the air. The Tom Hanks Check movie? Check out Home Team on Netflix. <laughs> that, no. This is a Tom Hanks movie? Is that what you're, you're spanning from? This is no. Like a, no. I thought you were segue. Have you guys I, seen I watched the it, new yes. Happy Madison movie? Time out. Home time team. out. Time out. Yes, sir. Home Team. I was going to watch it, but it looked a little corny to me. Yes, Mr. Time Out. I don't. I, I know. Why do I always say Time yeah. Out? I'm sorry, guys. Hey, it just looked a little corny. Excuse me with the Time Outs. Okay. I don't mean to fucking tee you up. All right. Hey, was it corny? What I want to say is this. It is a corny movie, I can't but do I don't. Uh, I liked it. I I found it interesting that you relate it as a Happy Madison production. It is. I in my mind think of it as the Sean Payton New Orleans Saints movie, which it is. Though okay. it's kind of okay, weird how that, the sh- that world, that's those worlds have converged. Mm-hmm. Why is it his movie? I well, well it's about him. Yeah, so it's pretty Sean, much his Sean life. Payton is known. What year was this, Brandon? I don't know. Two thousand nine. So he was doing what's called a bounty. The movie was, was out two thousand nine. He was a bounty hunter. Right? He wasn't bounty hunting. He was paying Time players. No, he was allegedly. He was bounty hunting. Allegedly Listen. paying players to injure opponents. This so thinks he's going out and shooting. No, no, I, I, I get what he's saying. I get hey, what he's yeah. saying. Sig, he's hunting. <laughs> he's hunting over here. No, Time out. That's what they called it though. This is a bounty incident or whatever. We've got to explain stuff in the football world to him because this is the same guy that thought the, the bounty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same guy that thought the Miami Dolphins won the Pro Bowl the other year. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. So uh, we got to explain. We got to. So but bounty hunting in football is he's going worth, out. He's going out to hurt the man. Exactly. He's going out to hurt the man. Exactly. But is it true That's though? Allegedly. But it's true or is it so? What was happening was the upper management was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, he took and the fault. There was people within the organization, like former players and stuff, that were paying mm-hmm. players. But also, it wasn't like they were going out and doing dirty things. It was just like, hey, let's go hit them. Let's go play within the means of the whistle. Used, let's play to whistle to whistle. Yeah. And um, what if I can be the more physical person? Yeah, go tackle this. If you're guy, more physical, then this down. person's going to get hurt. Down. If yeah. you're more physical, somebody's going to get hurt. And it, it was. It was known to be paid to be physical with their best players, be more physical against their best players. Which and if you took out one of their best, you took off their. If you take out their quarterback, 
which hey guys guess what Big if you bucks. lose your quarterback you're, you're gonna lose you're done so guess what what's the whole name of the game winning or losing of course of course so if i if to me it was all fucking bullshit it was all bullshit it was he, all bullshit he was the captain of i don't the mean ship that you should pay somebody to go hurt people why not though but when it's not like they weren't going out there and we doing shit be paid to go pay his ass they you weren't know, pulling a Miles Garrett and knees. hitting somebody with a fucking helmet, and they weren't fucking doing a. It's, uh, it's supposed to be a good competition, dirty good moves. sport type of thing. You know, let's hit each other, but okay, not so fucking the movie. Try to kill each other. So let's go to the back movie. Back to now. the movie. Back to the movie. So, it's, so it's, it's it Kevin, corny. So was it good or no? Kevin, playing Kevin fucking James, Sean Payton. Yeah, Kevin James. Kevin James is Normal the Kevin coach. James, security guard Kevin James, King yeah, of Queens Kevin James, Paul Blart, King of Queens, all of those. Okay, so he's playing the football coach, and does he take him serious, or is he just like you can't take? I'm serious. It's a good movie. Listen, it's a good movie. It's, it's a, a good family movie, movie okay. too, though. Like, okay. it's, a, it's a good movie. You know with me, the kids. though. I like bad no, no, stuff. You like your corny movies. I like bad corny stuff. He starts having to, he's uh, suspended, what, for a year or two? And uh, he has to coach for fun some kids. You know, uh, helping this out. So he's in trouble. So he's, now you got yeah. you got to. But his Jesus son is on the Christ. team. His, his son is on the Jesus team. Christ. This is a true story. You yeah, know it's this. A true, I, and it's also I believe you. That's the crazy thing is this is a true story. A lot of it is. Um, they're in Texas, but a lot of it is made up, you know. But the sounds, sounds pretty point is true. Rob Schneider's kids on the he team. Does. <laughs> you can do it. He's telling him in the you stands. The son's in the stands. Long. Dad's out there yelling. No, so what's crazy is Jesus. in the movie, Rob Schneider plays the uh, husband or the wife, his ex-wife, Sean Payton's ex-wife. He plays the wife of Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie, hot Rob chick. Schneider hot plays chick. the chick from that's Okay. Okay. Married no, no, to no, no, him. No. He plays the new husband to his ex-wife, Sean Payton's ex-wife, yeah, yeah. which is a real person. That's Adam which Sandler's really wife. Happened. Adam Sandler's wife in real I life. I just can't take it serious. I just think of South Park. <laughs> which, little, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember South Park when they keep saying, starring Rob Schneider, and they keep trying <laughs> to put we, him in all the time movies? Out, why are we spending so much mo- time on fucking You love this, this movie. movie. You're trying to sell it to me. You want me to buy it? You want to go see it. I'm done selling. I'm done selling. You're selling it to me. I don't know if I want to buy it. Football season, Super, okay. Super Bowl weekend. I would have bought it if it Rob out. Schneider was playing a chick that was married to the dude. <laughs> the they got, they're trying to pass the it off. We got a hot something. chick, and it came out in 1996. Uh, but if they were trying whatever, to pass it off, I might, I might check it out then. Now we got check something. it out. Now we got a little action under our belt. Now there. we got something. Rob Schneider playing somebody's wife. The guy's playing is like, is he really a chick? You don't know. You know, maybe I, maybe I watched that. Movie. Yeah, then he, do yeah. it. You can do it all night. But if you think about Rob Schneider's been. Cheering in the in the is uh, Rob crowd Sh- for a lot of movies. Is he know? the Tom like, Hanks? He's crazy. He's well, always just, a fan in a lot all right, of movies. Is he the Tom Cruise of his Tom- genre of movie? Is he the Tom Cruise, like the shape shifting face, different guy playing? Is he the Tom Cruise <laughs> of his movie? I think Tom- he is. Rob Schneider. I think he could be the Tom Cruise <laughs> of his genre. You know, like the guy that could jump off the plane, be the guy that shows up, has a different accent, karate guy, and he pulls the bong, throws think, the bongs out, grandma is, boy. I think this is a reach. You don't think he could be that? I don't think that Rob Schneider is for his is category a, of movie. I he's think not he's the, the Tom Cruise. Stat- well, who's the Tom Cruise of, out of the Happy uh, Madison crew? Yeah, who would it crew? be? Then? Adam. Besides him, why is it going to be a Tom Adam? Cruise? Because Tom Cruise is like is like Tom who, Cruise is a, a lone wolf. He doesn't have a crew. That's what I'm, uh, no, but I mean like he's like uh, you know a shape shifting plainy kind of guy. Then Adam you know? Sna- Sandler. Hey, he played the last Adam samurai. Sandler would be yeah, the, the fucking. Sandler would be Cruise then. Would it be? Sandler plays the same guy in every movie. 
He does? Yeah, sometimes. What movie have you been I, I know, watching? Yeah, we, I mean, you know about? what I mean. Same. For the most Bro, part, he plays that wrong. same guy. The same fucking guy. Have you not guy. seen his fucking work in Jack and Jill? I've seen, uh, no, I, yeah, I have. That's kind of corny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I mean, he's done Billy <laughs> Madison. seen his work in he's Jack and Jill? He's done a Happy Gilmore. You know, he does a lot of different yeah. Big Daddy. You know, all kinds They're of different They're slapstick, slapstick. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But... You know, he's great. But Who I don't think he's. Around to, I don't give me hit that. I don't think he's Tom dude. Cruise like a Rob Schneider. Okay, so Rob Schneider puts work in. That yeah. man comes in as a Japanese I do across love, I do a side eye. Where was the first, time time was the first place that you saw Rob Schneider? Schneider. Schneider. That I was impressed. No, the first place you ever saw him, like the first movie you ever saw him. Man. Yeah, what am I? Trying? Don't look for it. Okay, mm. I'm not gonna. I, I got you right now. Hold on, let me just think. Give it, boy. Give your Jeopardy gives a doo, 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 doo. We did a milk crates one. A boo doo. Let me think here. See, I know for I know for Seinfeld though too. He's been in Seinfeld. Yeah, he's been on TV shows. He's All right, I give up. I give up. What do you got? A movie that came out in 1990. What do you got? Blank check. No, no, no. He was in Home Alone. Yes. He was in Home Alone. He was in Home Alone. He was the he was the guy that wanted to check the fucking rooms. Yes. And he was a badass. And he wanted to get paid. He wanted his payment. There's a reason why he got that. Tom Cruise. The Tom Cruise. (laughs) The Tom Cruise effect. That man is that major. The man is that major. I'm saying it now. I mean, it's not Adam Sandler popping up as a bellboy and fucking Home Alone. He's Tom Cruise. They're calling Rob Schneider. Call Rob Schneider. Should we call Adam? No, no, guys. Call Rob. Call Schneider on this one, guys. His name holds up like. Miller Boyette. It's okay. up there. That I would say if, if anyone out of that crew that you don't want to go with, I think it's Sandler. But if you don't want to go with Sandler, then... Who was the most impressed role that he's played? You not already Sa- know. Not Sandler Schneider? No. I think when Schneider pulls up in Grandma's Boy spade. and he's on the it's cell phone. Spade. This is my favorite scene. It's Spade. When he's on the, the cell phone. The only Tom Cruise is going to be Spade. No. Give me dirt. No. Or spade. go to hell. He's cool. Don't give me that. He's he's cool. He's cool. I love I love him, but I'm not. I don't think give he's as funny as Rob Schneider. I don't think he's funny. Whoa! Either. You don't think David Spade is funny? He's ten times funnier than Rob Schneider. You think so? Uh, I love. I don't know. Dude. I love me some David Spade and, and fucking Chris Farley, bro. Back. Yeah, back, back to back. You need that. Thank you. you need that. I mean, like, you. Thank Chris you. Farley, Farley carried that. I loved it. No, 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 no. Farley would be Farley without. That's the Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys. You're right. You're right. Tommy Boy. Come on. You're right. You're right. Don't be hating. But yeah, David Spade. I love me some David. That was a real Tommy Boy move. He's trying to ash on Right the fucking right the vents. Right the vents. The M and M's. The M and M's in the vents. Hey, you you hated on David Spade. You're gonna get spaded now, motherfucker. You're gonna get spaded, man. Oh, jeez, you got a hot ash burning. Hey, but yes, David Spade. Is a good uh, a good fucking cast member of the Happy Madison crew as well. I love me some fucking Spade David Spade. The cruise. I love me some Spade, bro. Spade's the cruise. I'm sorry. I mean, him and grown ups. That's he's a, he's a dope ass fucking. So you're saying that guy. Spade. Is better than that. He's, he's, the that he's played different. He's not the Tom Cruise. Yes, he has. No. This Joe man is the. Blair. He is not the Crescent Wrench of that crew, my friend. <sighs> the Crescent Wrench. Have you not watched Grown Ups? Is, is who he, holds okay, that together? Wait a minute. Is he even considered <laughs> Spade in that holds crew? That crew? Spade, Spade is not Schneider, in all those uh, movies that Schneider's Schneider in. Schneider is. Who's married to the the Gilf? It's <laughs> <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> what about all his daughters popping up and all that shit? What's no. hot? Yes, What's yes. looking like him? And who's boning the daughters? Spade. That's, no, yeah. All Spade. I'm saying is he's allegedly Spade. boning the daughters. Listen, listen. Spade. Is Spade, Spade in all the same movies as yes. as, as, 
guys fucking. What where was Spade and Billy? Where was he where in Grandma's he Boy in when he's and... serving them in Grandma's Boy? Oh. <laughs> They're on Shiloh. Oh, what, yeah. what Shiloh? Was Schneider Shiloh? And Billy? I don't know. Shiloh. No, How gay love, gay, gay blow. It's Shiloh. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> See? That's so awesome. Come on, That's no, great. they're killing him every That's time. Some good shit. Come That's on, thanks, shit. gay blow. It's Shiloh. <laughs> guy blow. Yeah, thanks, guy blow. Very, very good. Yes, very good. So, I mean, I think Spades is a man. I don't know why we're still arguing over who is the cruise of the. <laughs> Who's when, the Tom Cruise? When is fucking Spade showed Sandler up speaking crew. a different language? I mean, and Joe shit. Dirt. You ever fucking try to put together some dirt? It'll buff out. I don't fucking watch that shit. <laughs> You've never watched Joe Dirt? Never seen Joe Dirt in my life. I don't Jeez. watch it. I just don't feel I didn't watch I didn't like it. I thought it looked corny. It just looked super corny. I did not want to see number two. It. I couldn't get into it. I heard it. number two sucks. Two sucks. Don't I, waste I didn't even want to jump into number two. I mean, how do you get into that? Like, you have to be like, you know, I got to, you know. It's I, trailer I, trash. I don't know, uh, you know. Do you like uh, trailer park? Like, if it was, like, I mean, get it like this. Trailer park. Oh, yeah. It's not I don't like that either. But my mom liked trailer park. boys. She picked it up. She loved it. She watched all of them. Dude, so you are sitting here acting like it's a movie for the trailer think, trash. No, I didn't. He said that it's a movie you that we're all laughing at. This all, person. Did I say that? Did, we did all John laugh say at that? This. He's you doing a character. We're John at. said that. And number no, number two. I'm saying just watch it. Just doesn't stop judging. What I didn't like is I'm that I, I judged it, and you laugh at this guy. All right, you say, yes. Look at this guy. I judged and you it, laugh at and I didn't give a fuck. I judged it. I looked at the movie, and I said, "This doesn't look like something that I would even like." I'm not saying judge David Spade. I'm not saying that I can't try it. Offshoot, not happy Madison. I'm just trying to get my guy. To watch, uh, I'm just trying to tell you that I don't find Joker. David Spade funny, maybe as much as I find Rob Schneider funny. That's all I'm saying. Black Sheep and fucking Tommy Boy. That's David all Spade a lot say. of times would play a little prick. That's he all plays a prick face. Like he's, he's a prick and face. Senseless with Marlon Wayans. Yeah, he's a prick he's a face. Sh- he's a little rat. He's, he's trying to get Marlon Wayans in trouble. Dick move. That's, that's a, that one. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Great fucking movie. Yeah, that's I forgot on about HBO Max. He's a prick, man. And he's a prick in uh Black. He's a prick in Tommy Boy. He's a prick in Tommy Boy. He's a prick. Hey, Rob Schneider, not a prick. Rob Schneider. I just told you. you that's a prick start. That's a prick start. Long. After that, he's a support actor always. Hip, 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 hop, hop, and a miss. Deuce Bigelow. Come on. Deuce Bigelow. Come on. Animal. The guy that no, the, the guy that sees all the ugly bitches Get and they fucking hop to him. What is that one? That's not him. That's him? <laughs> no. That sees that ugly bitches? That's Jack Black. Oh, you're right. No, it's not. Is Shallow it? Howe. That's Shallow Howe. Shallow Howe. Is that Jack Black? That's Jack Black. You're going in a different direction. See, Jack Black. See, that's I a thought great that movie that too. Is he in that, that movie is. too, though? No, Rob nah. Schneider's then Rob Schneider's not the... Then Rob Schneider's uh, the Samuel <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Of their crew, he thought he's in all of that, that was the one that was waiting. It. He's like, if he, he if thought he was, he was in that, that, then he could have been. Then he, he could have been Tom Cruise. But I still think he's a Tom Cruise. He's kind of a funny. crescent wrench. He You're plays a different he's nationalities. A wrench, he plays different guys. That was a deep, deep conversation about that guy. Was pretty deep. <laughs> Spade about versus Schneider. <laughs> that was a wicked the brawl. Man. I really do believe, brawl. though, Matt. I, from a friend to a friend, mm-hmm. you yeah. should spend at least an hour trying to watch Joe Dirt. Uh, I mean, that's about as long as the movie is. At that movie. point, I just no, watched the whole good, damn Listen movie. to me. Listen I'm not me. saying I shouldn't watch it. I know why didn't you watch the second one? If it's that good, why didn't you watch the second one? I just the didn't, second one sucked. Because they always fi- make these part two. 20 years later. Yes, and then they suck. Like, and this Dumb, so, like Dumb and Dumber this 2. Let me ask you this. So if it was 1991, and 
Back to the Future 2 was coming out. Mm. You wouldn't watch it? I You'd be like, they it, always make these suck. number two. Yeah, it but that was suck. a fucking four years later. What I'm saying is, this is long. 20 years later. Literally 20 years later. 20 years, years later, they tried to make a new Joe Dirt? Yes. And you, did you watch it? No. I mean, I watched I know you it. watched it. it. I know you. It's this guy is horrible. Horrible. This guy watches all the bad movies. But listen, I'm telling you right now, from a friend from a friend, I've known you for how long? Over fucking 20 25 years. 25 years. Okay. So what I know is your, your humor. What do you? What is your? What is, what's so? What's going to catch me? What's going to catch humor. me? Give it to me. What's going to catch no, me? No, that's it right there. I know your humor, and right. you will, you will find it. funny. All right, I'm gonna watch it. You will find it funny. I'm gonna watch it. That's I, I, my hey, recommendation. Hey, I'm gonna recommend it. You have to. Watch I, okay, it. I'll give it. Everyone's I'll give it. Please tell that's me you know his humor. Yeah. If you like Jackass, for sure, I love Jackass. You will love Joe Dirt. It's that type of funny. It's stupid funny. Do you like Seinfeld? Yes, I like Seinfeld, but I don't, I don't watch know, I it. I don't see you being a Seinfeld guy. Do you see him being a Seinfeld guy? Yeah. But that's, that's a different thing. Like you, when you see him, though. You're more of a friends guy. Do you, no. Uh, <laughs> why don't you see him no. being a Seinfeld guy? I'm a sunny guy. guy. I don't see him being a Seinfeld guy. I'm a sunny. You don't like sunny. I see you being a sunny guy. Though. I'm a sunny guy. It's always sunny in But sunny doesn't yeah. run deep like Seinfeld runs deep, though. 16 seasons, son. You better fucking wreck yourself. How deep is Seinfeld? Since 2005. Seinfeld's only, I think, 9 or 10. I think 9. Seinfeld Thank you. No time Seinfeld is still Timeless I know Best show of all time I'm not saying that You can watch I watch it every day Every night I go to bed I know what Seinfeld I go to bed with Seinfeld but uh, yeah. I go to I go to bed with Jerry. Seinfeld my dad, my dad go used to watch George. Seinfeld. I go to bed with George. Hey, guess what? My dad used to watch Seinfeld and Mash too. You oh, old man. ass motherfuckers. It's always sunny is another go great show. Danny DeVito. Right when the Mash song started. Right when you'd see that fucking mountain. And the fucking jeep Helicopter. would come around. Yeah, the jeep would come around the corner of the mountain. The choppers coming in, they're about to land, mm. and the jeep's coming up. You know what I feel like? I feel like I was Change at war. Shit. I got PTSD, and I, I never even was there. I feel like I was there. In my mind, I always would change it. Every scene was some guy under the fucking blanket mm. with the bitch, and they're carrying him. He's got yeah. a thing around his yep. head. He's yeah. hurt. He's yeah. laying his yeah. legs yeah. up, yeah. and they're about. And the black guy's there. He's a doctor. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe he's the pilot. He might be a doctor. <laughs> He might not be. But that's how I would sell you MASH, right? Like, if I was going to sell you MASH, that's a scene right there, right? Guy's hurt. Bring him in. Yeah. Lay him on his back. He's going to tell you a story. MASH, MASH sure. was a good show. It was always on TV. I've seen it? a lot of MASH back in the day. Did you because watch MASH? Would have it on. Don't you <laughs> fucking lie to me. Did you like MASH? No, I would watch. You were in a green jacket. You got, you're already Mom, fooling Mama's me right fam- now. Mama's family a lot. No, I like you, bro. MASH, I would kind of pass up, but it would be on TV a lot. It would always be going Listen. on. What? Is this a mash loving motherfucker in the house right now? <laughs> <laughs> I like the military. He's a mash loving motherfucker. Yeah. Can I just tell you guys right now? Jesus if Christ. you're a kid of our age, yes. at that time of the, our life, Mash was playing Mash a was lot. Poison for it sure. was everywhere. It was everywhere. The reruns were always poison. If we're as a kid. zooming through the TV trying to fucking yeah. catch some fucking, you see some, some we're trying to find some cartoons, Jesus. trying to catch some maybe some wrestling something. for me, maybe some bike racing Rest. or something Anything. that would be dope. Mash is poison. Mash bro. will be there. Mash so is just poison. know that we've all seen it. It's it's in our blood. We just have to admit it, dude. That's American. Play TV. the theme song for something me. Something that our guest didn't <laughs> have anything to worry about. Just play me the fucking quick intro. Give me it? ten seconds of it because we can get away with ten seconds. The younger, the, I want to hear the, the younger change. generation don't yeah, know about that mash. I want to hear song. what we changed it right when it started. I just want to hear that <laughs> shit because Jesus Christ, play the whole video, you the will, whole intro. Yeah, play that. Yeah, there it is. Here, here. I gotta fit the visual. Give this man some mash. I need some fucked up memories real quick. For some reason, they can't even play it right. Oh Jesus! There's the choppers. I'm already like, <laughs> the fucking. Cho- All right, start it over. Start it over. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this sounds depressing as fuck, dude. I'm like, rushing to the remote, change this shit, get out of here. There's a Jeep, I'm like, motherfucker. We've gone too far, now you're stuck. Yeah, now, now the chopper, I'm still looking. <laughs> you're in. The chopper's you're landing, even, I'm like. Even if you have the remote in your hand, you're not going to yes. change the channel. Because now you're just stuck. <laughs> you're in, you're in. Fuck. Now I gotta watch this episode. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you see the chopper land. You gotta watch the. If you made it to Gary fucking bug off, you gotta watch the whole goddamn episode. <laughs> because that's, that's when they take they the person show. out, and that's when you go, "Who the fuck is that? Who's that guy? And what the fuck happened? What happened? They did. Let's find out. Let's go. Bring Who's him in. Who's playing the fucking the cornet they made us learn in sixth grade? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, who Who's got paid? Who, this? who got paid to do that theme song? Is the They're question. fucking getting cashed who got paid out. For that theme song. That motherfucker's richer <laughs> than rich off Super of the smash song. Eleventh season. First of all, that person the, deserves none it. of this. Jesus. <laughs> First of all. Second of all. That's a fucking classic. That's a classic. Exactly. You ran the whole thing. You guys are over here trying to smash on my boy Mash. Jesus Christ! Smash or pass on Mash? Who made Mash? Smash or pass on Mash? He started hating on Mash. Is Mash a Miller Boy at production? No, I don't think so. Check. It should be. Dude, because Mash. What was that guy's name? Larry Bugoff was the last guy I seen on there. He was a fucking yeah. No, the dude that made the Miller Boy yet stuff. He made all like, fucking four we songs. Gave it up for him, His dude. name's like uh, Damn, Gustavo. John, shout out to Johnny Mandel who did "Suicide Is Painless," the opening theme. <laughs> that is the a suicide song. Johnny Mandel did. That's, that's, that's like a dull knife cutting your face, like like a spoon <laughs> trying to kill yourself. The song with. is called "Yes, Jesus. Suicide Is Painless." <laughs> that's a spoon to the neck. <laughs> Johnny Mandel. Made Johnny the, Mandel. Oh fuck! Give that man his flowers. Mandel. Eleven Jesus. seasons deep. For Mash? Yes. Wow. That is I thought you were talking about Johnny Manziel. I know. I thought, <laughs> that's what I thought now, you said, too. Johnny, I was like, Jesus Johnny Mandel. Now, that would have been something to With talk that about. opening theme right there. This Beautiful. is beautiful. Dude. That's a, like I said, that fucking mash intro has me in tears, man. That is a is there, dull there's not spoon. TV like that that have 20th music. Century Fox It's not out, just, uh, and the mash, reason the why you want to associate that with Miller Boyette is because the sound is so fucking home. Exactly, it's so comfortable, right? Yes. <laughs> so comfortable. When you hear that suicide, and so you're like, "Wait a second, that home. must be you Miller Boy." Yes, it is home, dude. It <laughs> but, is. Uh, it but is. But the truth is, my man, it's just fucking like '80s and '90s fucking noise. TV noise. Hey, but the real Beautiful truth noise. is, that is a painful show. You gotta <laughs> fucking run and change that <laughs> shit. And if you knew somebody that watched Mash, isn't it true about the whole game? Which is you. They you're went, a Mash loving motherfucker. They went I already know seasons it. deep. That's Dude. a long time. They they out. You're trying Seinfeld. to give us Mash they love again. Seinfeld. I'm just saying. I I love me some Seinfeld, but Mash went 11 if, seasons. Long. You, so Mash is on Netflix. What you're saying? I don't know where you Listen, can find it. They're you can't on. Find Mash that. like that. It's still running throughout the night. I know, but it's not hot. Is it like, not true though? Pick it up if on you, Amazon Prime. No, no. Once you fucking think. watch, you'd get to the remote. In fact, change it, change it. <laughs> but once that fucking helicopter lands and that fucker gets <laughs> off that helicopter, you're like, ah, shit. Dude, I hate now starting something and then you're like, fuck, fuck. dude, this movie sucks, dude. But you just well, want to no, know how. Well, because the thing is, is you don't want to hear the Mash intro, 
but it's really not that long. And then by the time it ends, long as fuck. What are you talking about? The chopper land. But what I'm saying is, by the time it ends, the show starts like right after. So it's like the show's almost over at that point when the chopper lands. It's only like five minutes of the show left. That's why you have to watch it. If you watched it from when the chopper jumping into that suicide, the chopper's coming from like ten miles away. They show him over the mountain. You see that motherfucker? He's coming in. You've already watched half the show. Jeeps are showing up. Yeah. If you see the chopper getting... coming, just surrender. That's You're, the one action smash. Can you act... name that one was all the money from that show? <laughs> that was all the. Hold on, that was all the money for the whole production right there. They <laughs> shot. They shot that Wait one scene. I'm and... asking the wrong person. <laughs> no. no. Can you name one character? Yeah, Larry Bugoff. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Bugoff. Yeah, How could you forget him? How could you forget him? Come on. Larry Bugoff. Larry Bugoff. Shout out to the man. Rest in peace, brother. You know he's dead. It's a fucking hundred years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That show was barely in black and white. (laughs) (laughs) That show was barely making it in color. Larry played uh, Radar O'Reilly. That's my boy. Radar O'Reilly. That's the black guy. That's the black guy. (laughs) It was the white guy for your your information. All right, for your info. Hey, he sounds like the black guy, right? Larry Bugoff? (laughs) It's like like you play a doctor or something in that show. Oh, man, man. Cannot say that. Ba- what are you talking about? How could you not say it? I just said it. How could you not say it? It's in the best. Not My favorite uh, character is Hawkeye Pierce. Get the fuck Hawkeye, out. yes. Hawkeye. Thank you. Hawkeye Pierce. The main character. Hawkeye is the main. Alan Alda. Shout out to Alan Alda. So you guys are mash-loving motherfuckers is the secret here or what? You're some real son of a bitches. 11 seasons deep, sir. And that's a long painful journey with mash but my grandparents didn't speak why? any english so they wanted to change mash right away something. too they didn't want to see no motherfuckers in the military <laughs> yeah, they were quick to change just the man as i was the my grandma was like get this there. motherfucker out of here i'm trying to see this shit it's a fucking great show and oh, uh man. check out mash, kids. what i just thought about mm. Oh man, I gotta wipe my eyes because that shit was funny. I said you gotta wipe your ass. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, as boring as Mash is to us, yeah. was people listening into this? Why? Why are these fools talking about Mash for five yeah, fucking minutes? Yeah, right. I guess if you're hey, a younger you had to be uh, there, huh? person, you might not get the inside joke. But Jesus, that shit was Just funny. Google Shout Mash. out to Hawkeye, bro. Anybody our age knows. <laughs> Shout what out to Hawkeye. The fuck we're talking about. I don't even know where we just went with that one. You guys got some song picks around here? (laughs) Most definitely. We're at that time where no one's freestyle. You're song picking? I like your style. Oh, we didn't freestyle. Fuck it, we can just song pick it. Uh, The motherfucking week. Shit. Song picks. Uh, the motherfucking uh, week. week. I said song picks. I'll just throw on mine right now. All right, this is Mike and Nine, produced by oh, Factor Chandelier. All right, 1969. The title track off the album, 1969. So just so you guys know what we were talking about earlier, if you haven't heard it, it's a completely different sound, and yeah. I fucking love that sound. If you haven't heard the, the duo, it's just fucking great. Man. If you haven't heard the uh, the the interview that we did earlier, please go back and listen to yeah, it because to that. Uh, Factor talked a lot about his his um, how he met Mike and Nine and mm-hmm. that whole interaction and how it was to, like we said, create a friendship to where he's like family with them now. So sure. check that out. Check that interview out. But yes, he talked a lot about this album, this 
1969 was an album that he produced and this then is the this first was one the they song. did together this is the title track off that mm-hmm. album super dope you'll just kind of uh, understand what factor was talking about when he was talking about their you know connection music making style yeah brother this is some good grass Revolution led Zeppelin, Woodstock Plastics, Innocence, Jimi Hendrix, Free Loving Indeed, Sunshine of Your Mind, The Peaceful Dimension, Chicago 8, Nature to 4, Dead in Ohio, The Nakedness, Awakening a Riot, Monty Python was flying in a circus, Bliss Concerts, You Know the Doors Are Open, Anti-Vietnam War, Bob Dylan, Electric Kool-Aid, Acid Test Once More, So Shakedown, Further Bus Tour, Bob Marley, Weather the Storm, King Keezy, Jamaica and Shores, Alistair Crawley, Lo-Fi Reports, From Rocksteady to Hardcore, The Gutter Punks that Rock and Roll Adored, Every Liberty, All Around Me, Every Energy, Comes forward to show what was all in me. That was Mike Nine with 1969, produced by our, our friend, our friend, our friend, friend of the show. Yeah, let's call fact, friend now, friend yeah. of the show. A friend home, of the show, for sure. of the show. Definitely. Friend of yours, um, friend of ours. Um, I sure. wanted to play. <clears throat> I wanted to play the song because he talked about it, but it's another Mike and Nine song, so I don't want to like play back to back. But I also want to just uh, say let's. Everyone should go check out that song. Um, yeah, check song out Night by Factor. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, what? the song that he talked about was Good Old Smokey. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the very first verse that Micah wrote to one of his beats that was uh, choppy and kind of like he's. He wanted to see if he could get on it. Exactly, yeah. and, and Micah so and I did do it. True that. I think we should listen to that. For sure. But then I'm gonna get another song pick. Well, let me. Yeah. I got something I could play true here that. in we between, should, and then you that. go back to it. How about we do this? Can we just play good this catch, song? Good catch. Because he talked about it. And yeah, I yeah, you want to play one in between so you don't go to Mike and I songs? Put the guy on. No, because I want, I want, I got I want a, a song their song. I got a fact. Oh, we're Check gonna out the whole still album. Two after, Check so. out 19. So you got a song pick two after? Oh, okay. No, no, no. So everyone's got a song pick two after? Let's do your song. I got a fact song, and then we can play a song pick after, too. Just like you want to do. No, 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 no. No, let's do I'll do a factor song, and then I'll do a song pick after. The motherfucking week. Right? Pick a Song, no, you're you right. Song no, you're picker. right. No, it's you're okay. Right. Just pick a what song. What do you want to do? What you I want to hear uh, that one, though, that Factor uh, was speaking about earlier. Okay, let's just let's play that real quick and then <sighs> do what you want. Uh, you can go that's back your to your song back. pick. That's okay, your that's song pick. <laughs> that's your song pick. Yeah, cut my so finger off. You can't, you can't have for, them both. Thank you for cutting my song pick in half, that's by the your way. Song this pick. is my song pick. Oh, we're listening to a whole song now? Just fucking throw. I'm just joking. Do what you want. I want to hear this. This is our show. But there is rules. Ruse is ruse. <laughs> this is my song pick. <laughs> I'm making this is, is my ruse. song pick right, right here. I'm going to cut your fingers off. Whatever you play next, Matt, is your song Just play pick. the shit. 
Ruse is ruse. All right, what's the name of the track again? This right here is uh, Mike and I in a factor. This is good old Smokey. Good old Smokey. Smokey. Smart. Bless. Fresh. He knows how to find his way home. That's right. I also call him Mike and I. What you call me? Smokey. What you call me? Smokey. What you call me? Smokey. Get down. Put a delay on the mix. Oh, you got it. No dog can it learn new tricks. It's a folk record that's been tripping off and on time, but we've been benefiting you. Smoky quartz as an element. I view thick sediment for the bare essentials. Intelligence vapor is choking and the bandit invoking as Wednesday's relevance. Robert's incredulous, opening arguments, dusty regiments, Amsterdam medicine, and did the smoggy precipice, mountains of evidence, starry nebulous, cloaked in clouded weather report, weeks on showers, gaseous area, more than 500,000 million misty, civilian and brilliant, so steamy energy building, foggy familiar memory, monologue flavor, kiss me by my eyes of touch, sensitive stimulant, frisbee, shaped milky way, murky made a working goblet, emboldened by the golden, not burnt problem, the Evolving revolution of the world turned Begrimed, blinded by the light that's guiding Providing a black shine moment molded In smoldering molten hot potions Dingy threads clothed But imposing my will in this imposing Fuming mausoleum of a museum Quality luminous gray cascading Slight of hand magic cylinders Grimy dillagers exploding in images Of a solar burst Sooty muddy, focus clearer with the more Sensors used, cauldron fires Thermal jets feel higher Spheres of love in a squadron No chemtrails, these are signals not from liars but truth bearers similar to hearing heat rocks as these diffracted pixel cell gravitational lensing bending condensing each spot unveiled visibility hindsight insight einstein 2020 my mind bright and open up because this time's right Mike and Nine Factor with good old it's like every syllable we were talking about writers like with Eli and Sage Francis Mike and Nine is like I hate like once again, it's a subjective art form, right? Yes. Towards yeah. the so top of that it's fucking whatever uh, is feeling man. for me, my ear, Mike and Nine is like up here in his own like for space. sure. For it's a lot of people, put that together himself. with that beat though, that beat's insane. Dude, it never breaks; it just stays insane long and subtle, and he just kind of rolls with it the whole way. It's the same the whole way through, dude. And he said, well, you don't want to put no 808s on that? He's like, no, nah, it's kind of its own mood. It's This yeah, is what yeah. it is. And, he's like, <laughs> and he shows a whole mood in the video. He's like, of, okay. Like, him and, and his he chick back, vibing. He's like, I, got, I got the flow for that. And he's like, hey, make that shit longer. Because he only sent him a little bit. Let's probably back a little bit. Give me a little something back. And then all of a sudden. Hard. Hard. I like that. I mean, you yeah. Guys, we gotta start asking Super people. Dope. We gotta start asking people if when they're in the creating process, if they're in taking any indulgent yeah. drugs when they're doing these. Right. What are you doing? What are you taking while making? It? <laughs> yeah. What's it like? What do you? Oh, well, once again, a man could you know, be. We're just having nothing. a conversation as, as natural as possible. Yeah, we don't want to. Totally we're not sure. Katie Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We totally forget. For sure. Check we're out just humans. Time invested. So, uh, too. What do you got for us, Matt? Please give us a song pick, and just remember, this is your song pick. Please just remember. This is, is your song pick. This is it. Your very last one. Maybe you'll get one. Maybe you'll get another one in After Dark. I'm just saying. Ruse is ruse. Ruse is ruse. What you got? What you got? I don't know. You make me feel like you got. I got to stay according to the line here. Yeah, I think you do. I got to stay according to the line. I think you do. So if we're gonna go according to the line, we're gonna go Factor featuring Isaiah 
the tooth taker <laughs> tried so hard. This is off fucking Club Soda. His first fucking shit. Club Soda Series 1. Yes, sir. Which is a dope. Check out his fucking uh, instrumental albums that has a lot of there features it is right there. in them. Tried so hard. Super dope, man. So, I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Here we go. He, he's worked with all, everyone. It's all Club Soda. Everyone. Club Soda series. series 1. This came out uh, around 2011. I can bowl what life has handed me, but I'm a damn to go fish with deceased fantasy. Traded felonies for family already wasn't planned to be deadly. Gambling said to be the death of me. Nah, I just died inside a little line, crippled my body. Red a while, red a while, would it not? Keep it moving, pursuing new maneuvers, using this music in lieu of human communication. Feel like I'm a so loose patience on the straight and narrow, rather carry double barrel, bearing under a peril where I go like every goal I'll ever can. Already defeated enemies, but yeah, to begin my revenge on them so called from back when. I didn't have sense. Scovella stash enough cast to scratch rent. But for you, I would have spent last cent. Bad attentions from past friends that I'll never cross my path again. As I sit sipping, fixing tips, see, I tip my glass of whiskey to history. It's been a minute since you kissed me last, and now my glass is a coward ass. Got your clock fixed, your watch, bitch, like you fucking know the time. How are you? I'm doing fine. Nothing new for you to find. Still rolling with them old friends, cheap cologne, she's clothing. <laughs> well, then I gotta get going. If water run the bridge keeps flowing, I'm just creep, keep rowing. High road at the low end. Suppose you know when closing time occurs. If it's where the current or just determined toast deserve when it stops turning. A lesson learned then. Sermon of the choir. Try convincing liars. Right down to the wire. Last goodbye, I ride her. It's my ring of fire. The flames burn higher and higher and higher. Till the day I expire. dope for sure. There's a sample in there. Is that some singing? Uh, he probably has someone singing because he makes everything, right? So he has yeah. someone coming in and sing. Yeah. I like hearing about that process where someone was sampling at first and then they get to the point where I don't even That's need to sample That's the evolution anymore. of an artist, People right? want to sample me or yeah. I'm sampling and myself. It's so, and it's more simple nowadays. Just, I'm looking for sound. a hook or something. Yeah, somebody yeah. send I know, it out. As somebody like somebody like, uh, from a writing standpoint, it started as freestyling and then which mm-hmm. evolved into... Uh, writing music without any music, without any beats or anything, just writing raps, and then that evolved into hearing a beat, writing to the beat. Like, so I'm sure that that's that's just the evolution of making music. For per- sure, pervert. You're a pervert. You're becoming more and more. You know, you're, you're more and more yourself. You're going a, down your own alley. Of a pro. Exactly. Yeah, point, just unleashing. Yeah. How many hours does it take to become a Jeez, so how many professional? Ten thousand, yeah, hours? something like ten thousand, like over ten thousand hours. I think it's 10, over ten thousand hours. Is it only ten thousand? That's so long. Like I'm a pro at a lot of things. Well, I'm not saying it's hey, just guys. a little amount. You figure the average <laughs> person only does what they really <laughs> I'm pro, like I'm pro, two hours I'm pro a fucking day, maybe yeah. once or twice a week. You know, yeah. what's a pro? What's a pro? Always a pro. I'm just saying, that's a pro. Yeah. Be a pro at whatever. I'm just you know, like 
anything that you put a lot of your time in in your life some shit that you've fucking done even like a security guard you're a professional security guard because you spent a I lot of time gun, behind the badge and I was with the money for yeah, sure who, who makes that you make, decision you, know, you do your thing I mean I guess how many hours do you think you put that many hours in 10,000 uh, maybe fuck I don't know I did it for a couple how long years. is 10,000 hours in a year well saying? you figure I, I did the I hey, did hold on we don't have to do math no we got, oh, we got sick a sick We might have a fucking human calculator. You don't, no, no, you don't touch the computer. How you tell teacher. us. Hours are in a whole year? Yeah. yeah. Is okay. there 10,000 hours Will you do 25 or 24? 25? <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst teacher you do I ever 24 met. hours in a day times no, 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 no. We're doing 40 oh. hours a week. He's all first. 40, you do, you do 40, 25 40 hours, hours Why are we week? doing 40 hours a week? That's a work week. That's a work week. Because that's what we're trying to learn is how many hours... Have we put in on the job, right? Yeah, yeah. I work overtime every, every day. Shit, this this is completely gone now. I take sick days, days and I get paid for those sick days. Are those count of being there? I mean, we're Jesus. all pros. Yes, everybody's pro. Do, do the pro. math bag. Milk people and get you back to us with the answer. Way to the answer is twenty six yellow. Way to derail that one. Good yes ending. This fool's a boss. I want to know if you guys get it right next episode. Next time. Put, a, put the numbers together awesome. and the we'll figure it out. out there. That was awesome. That was fucking great. Uh, UFC's coming up. Yep. Anything fucking exciting from that? Yams, the UFC, yeah, resident you know, UFC. UFC They've raised the, raise the prices the to what? $80, $80 per thing $80. now? Jeez. They better be so, bringing some. Yeah. They need to be bringing legit, that bringing heat it. If uh, legit, eighty dollars a fucking. When I say legit, I mean one. like the fights better be fucking really good. When you got style like bender, naked girls style fighting. bender's the one that everyone's wanting to see. It's mm. hard to get Adesanya out there. Adesanya's out here defending our boy Rogan over there. And my how do you feel about that? We right. talked about Rogan. Hold on. Last week we talked about Rogan. Uh, and about him, and we came to the conclusion: if you shit on the park carpet, you are done. fucking done. You shit on the rug, you're done. So you're canceled. People are yanking his head off. Uh, Rogan has not been canceled <laughs> yet. Well, He's still doing podcasts. I don't think he shit so, on the carpet. He shit on the rug. I already told you the carpet. The rug the, you get rid of the rug. They canceled. But still, and then we keep moving. We keep moving. We can still they, be they friends. Yanked, Spotify yanked out 113 episodes of his show uh, after, ta- after they said they weren't going to cancel. Can we talk about shitting on the rug though? As a friend, still you're yeah. not happy with the guy. Carpet. Yeah, shit on the carpet. You shit on the carpet. The rug. The rug is. Saying, the, rug is the, rug the rug is. The rug is avoidable though. This we can shit around. Check it out. We can clean the, the rug, and it's a little we bit can more. We get of rid a of the rug. Fuck that. It's more of a funny. I don't know if it's a funny. This man shit on the. You fucked up. Shit on the carpet. Shit on the carpet. Get this. It's your boy. Still there. It's it's your boy. He okay. comes over, he laid on the floor, yeah. he farted in, he's wasted, he shit, shit himself. It's no big deal. Yeah, he shit himself, and now his name is B-Shits. Uh, <laughs> now we call him B-Shit. Shit. But so, this this man... But it's not on the car. Let it go. For you Joe let Rogan, go. he's still doing podcasts. I'm mad at him for two weeks. <clears throat> it's weird. Which is good. There's like That's people fine. saying fine. coming out That's saying I I support Joe Rogan, I stand behind Joe Rogan. There's other people coming out saying... Down with Joe Rogan. But like this is weird. Do I All not take his calls? Joe Rogan's now I take his calls. Trump or something. I take his calls, guess, right? Is that what's happening? I don't not take his I calls. Know. I take his Very calls, nice. right? So swinging us back though, uh, this does make me. This does make me more of a Adiasani fan. <laughs> I've never been one. Right? 
in but the past. But he does say Rogan is his nigga. And now I like the guy. I like and him now a lot. we go. I like him. And I like now him. we go. Who is, so, who is so it that I'm, I'm riding with him. Who is he fighting this week? He is fighting your yeah. boy Robert Whitaker over here. And Robert Sorry, Whitaker is, is no the, pushover. Yeah. Is no this, pushover. Is that yes, that's tomorrow. That's okay. just tomorrow. Okay. No yeah. And guess who the second under is? Mm. Your boy Derek Lewis. Yes. The fucking knockout man. Trying to get his way back to the top. Congo himself out there fucking knocking fools down and dropping them. Oh, balls is hot and off. Bro. Are they not advertising? My balls was hot. This man is the meme of all memes. And he's fighting. Guess who he's fighting, though? This is the card of all cards right now. If you're looking to spend 80 bucks, tied to Ivasa, the shoe fucking shoey meister. This this is the fight we've been waiting for. This is the fight we've been waiting for. And you know what? Tied to Ivasa. Put the money down for me. Oh, you're going to Ivasa. I'm going for Shuey. Time out. We've, He's going to drink out of Derek Luce's when he picks him up off the floor and drinks off of they it. They don't wear shoes in uh, MMA. No, he's going to pick up the training shoes on the way in. He wears they a pick that up, take a slide. He's going to drink off the slide. He's going to do it. He has to choose he's a fan. Would you let him beer koozie you? Well, before we go there, I'd go for it. We're not a betting podcast. We don't do a lot of betting stuff. Money's but on tight my man Ivasa. right here, he is an MMA fan. If you want to ride with him, he's putting money on tied to Ivasa, the uh, sure. the man, the the Hawaiian fucking legend Shoei. that drinks out of a shoe, tied to Ivasa, and he is gonna ride with that fool. So if you want to ride with him and make some money, yep. you ride with my boy we're over riding. here. But <clears throat> but uh, on the way out, I don't know what the I, I don't know what the odds are on that. I I think uh, no. Lewis is probably a favored. Yeah, so you might be favorite. making you might be making some money if you ride with uh with the Hawaiian destroyer. Is he What's a favorite his though now? Is he a favorite though now? Because Hawaiian Destroyer is a good one. The man himself is gaining so much popularity mm. from being on Rogan recently. Drinking the shoe? To drinking the shoe. To being on Rogan Lewis. for three and a half hours. No, tied to Ivasa though. Tied to so Ivasa. So Derek Lewis. Lewis isn't a fucking drawer like Tied to Ivasa is though, man. He'll tell you a story, you know. He'll tell you a story for sure. But Derek Lewis is a fucking main man that'll drive you out the whole way. And so the money's on to Ivasa. We're going to Tatu Ivasa. What else is that? But it's gonna, I'm talking the Undercard. Any more undercard? Undercard. We're going to slow. Down Arbolowski's a little bit. fighting tomorrow. Yeah. We got Jared. Andre Arbolowski. Yeah, Andre. Uh, a lot of is that a star huh? or where is that at? What heavyweights? We got heavyweights. Jared Van, uh, uh, you're going to time out now and we're going to let him talk about go the ahead. card. Go ahead. Go Hold ahead. on, though. I is do, he, is I he do a like star? Or is this I didn't know Andre Arbolowski is coming back to fight tomorrow. That's So hard. he's a prelim starter, right? Uh, Line us up. Line us up at the prelims I, now. I'm not even Take looking at the. This. I was looking at the betting. Um, I was looking at the betting um, odds here, uh-huh. and just found out that he's on the card. Who's the favorite? Okay. Who's the favorite on that Lewis fight? Line us up. The, the Lewis, Lewis was. Whoa! I got lost here. Uh, Lewis and Toy. Oh, Derek Lewis is. Yes. Am I saying that right? Underdog. Tuivasa? Under- Tuivasa. Underdog. Yeah. Push your money on Tuivasa tomorrow. Well, time out. There you go. Lewis you. is the underdog or Vasa? Yeah, it's minus 170. Oh, so put no, your money on Lewis. Put Money's on Lewis. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I should say put your money if on Lewis. Put your money on you don't Lewis. put your put money, money on, on the underdog. You put your money on the dog because that's where the money is at. Because he'll come back. But tied to Ivasa is the favorite. Like I said, he's become a crowd favorite. What was Derek Lewis's last fucking... He knocked out that... Who was it? The fucking black guy, right? The other black guy that he fought? The black Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What was his last We're fight? We're evolving Son way past this point. We are past this. This oh, is America. I'll tell you. We don't need down. to call somebody that. Who do you I'll tell fight you right last? now. Just because, I mean, the man has Jesus a name. The man has a name. Are you going to say something the man, about it? Or the, one, the man doesn't have a name. He fought uh, Chris uh, DeCaus. Is that how you say your name? Dacus? Yeah. 
I don't even know what how you say his name. Chris Dacus. Chris Dacus. The cow. The cow or yeah. the Dacus? I don't even know. The cow. But he, the cow. <laughs> well, he's part of the fucking. Chris he's cow. part of the Wu Tang clique. He also knocked out. <laughs> he's part of. He kicks it with <laughs> red and meth. Is it a clique? It's the clique. He, he knocked, is it a clan? He, he oh, because uh, now you can't say clan. I guess it's the clan. Oh, is it? Has Wu Tang clan been canceled? I don't know. I think the clan just canceled it. See, the Wu Tang clan is no longer anything to fuck with. The Wu Tang clan is no longer anything to fuck with. You cannot get cream from them. Oh, no cream there. That's but, crazy, but my, my man. My man just canceled and censored himself on the spot. He said, "Wu Tang, Wu Tang, click, Wu Tang, click." The Wu Tang, formerly known as the Wu Tang, formerly known as the Wu Tang Clan. Anyway, Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis, straight canceling. He won his last fight, but the fight before that, he got knocked. The fuck out, but not by Takao. Not by yeah. So he knocked out Mr. Takao last fight. So yes, put your money on Mr. Lewis tomorrow. Yep. He's the dog. He's the dog, man. Yes, sir. So put the money on that. Ar- Arlovski, um, damn, minus 140. Well, you know, another dog in this fight is this fucking podcast. <laughs> this podcast is a dog. Hey, if you followed it this far, though, you in are, you are one of the dogs. I'll tell you that. You are one of the dogs if you've made it this far. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Wow, 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 yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Well, I don't think we have to copyright that. I, no, we <laughs> cannot copyright that, especially nowadays and going into this weekend with their, them doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Shout out to everyone uh, that's going to be and if you're watching on, and enjoying the Super Bowl. Please do that safely. John's, uh, on, John's on death row. Obviously, have out. some drinks, yep. have some fun. Yep, yep. But please don't get too wild and please uh, catch yourself a designated driver. Yep, yep, yep. As always, Milk Crates and Microphones, we thank you very much for catching this podcast and listening to us thank you again to our guest very much uh, factor factor chandelier we, we could not have uh could not have had a better conversation or expected that to go any better than it did oh. get that motherfucker man he's been here the whole time i got this for fuck him. you it's our house but uh yeah thank you again to our guests and thank you to everybody that has uh, listened or if you're watching please go listen you can find us on all of your podcast anywhere God didn't create this shit, but we did, okay. and we're going to continue to create this shit all the way the fuck out. So just be with us there. Google that shit. Get on there. Just type in Milk Crates and Microphones. It's not a hard miss. And thank you again uh, for checking us out, Sig. Thank you for coming out. Shit, thank you. Thank you for the connection with our boy. Oh, yeah. Factor Check out Factor Shannon Lair. His new album. Kind of invested to March 28th. Happy early birthday to you, my man. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And... Uh, check us out on all platforms. Please just Google Milk Crates and Microphones and you'll find us. Keep riding with us. we got a lot of good guests and a lot of good shows coming in the future, in the very near future. And go check us out on oh, YouTube. Yeah. Go subscribe on YouTube, too. Don't don't catch us short on there because yeah. very soon we will be coming to you live on YouTube. I yes. think that's going to be the new movie. I had a dream. I was swimming as a dolphin. Yeah, and he's going to get you there. Good things are coming. And you know how it goes. <laughs> good things don't are kill yourself, coming. America, because we love you. Oh, peace the fuck out. Peace the fuck out. Tell him. Say goodnight, John. Goodnight, John.